Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. All right, the sunny update is brought to you by Farrah and Farrah. So we got so much anti-Semitism in this country and doesn't seem like the media really cares. They're like, if this had been people calling for the extermination of black or brown people, the streets would be on fire. You wouldn't be able to get to work. All entertainment on television would be banned temporarily so the news could spew all their just incendiary commented. I mean, rightfully so, but it should also be that way for this. Right, but it's not. Should I ask a dumb question? Sure. Is it because it's not uh, pale people saying it? Maybe. I mean, not to be that guy, but I'm just putting it out there. Why would you differentiate, you know? Well, um, where do you start? College campuses. There's a... I don't know if you, I can't do it on the air too long, but uh, there's a piece if you want to read it. Uh, it's called. You just uh, go to the Googler. Believe it or not, they haven't they haven't censored it yet. It's called the Campus Peril to Western Civilization. Oh, is that that five page thing? I just yeah, I, I just kept it because uh, I do want to read part of it at some point. I just got to go through it. Yeah, it's ten pages, uh, but it's really enlightening because what it says is basically the campuses in the United States, all colleges, pretty much has become terrorist training campgrounds. That's what they are. Mm -hmm. They're training students to be communists. And here's the magic of it that I thought of afterwards. The whole thing with the student debt. Think about this. You train a mushy young mind, 18 to 24 year old, to be a communist, to hate this country, to be with the terrorists, because that's that's what's happening right now. And then when they get out, they have this massive debt. So how does that play into it? Well, all of a sudden, they get out, they're already communists, But all of a sudden, they experience the evils of capitalism, making you pay back a loan you took out. That was my choice to take out. And now, there you are, a communist ideologue, and you owe money to the capitalists. Oh, it's I'm telling you, the prescription is a disaster, and this article goes on to talk about how the peril we face is from universities, and we either need to completely revamp our universities, or we need to make new ones. Because look at Harvard, 31 students. That shocked me the day it happened. October 7th, it was only two days after October 7th when Israel got attacked. 31 student groups, not students, groups, hundreds, got together. And they aligned themselves with a terrorist organization that killed babies, burned families, massacred people, butchered them, raped women, and they were fine with that. They actually back that. And we have people in the media right now that are okay with it as well. So, you know, they all came from the same schools. Mm -hmm. Harvard University. Think about that. Anyway, um, Pepe Le Pew is the White House spokesperson. She's actually, what's her name? Kareen Abdul. Kareen Jean-Pierre. Kareen Jean-Pierre Luc Ponty, make it so number one. <laughs> she was asked about how scared. Could you imagine being Jewish right now? You're, no. This is your home. You're in the United States. Mm-hmm. You grew up here, but you're Jewish. Could you imagine being Jewish now? And it seems like, that's ah, not a big deal. People are calling for the extermination of you, your family, and your entire race. Uh-huh. They're calling for it on college campuses. The White House spokesperson... Eh, eh, what a big, that's our, 
not a big deal. So a couple of things. Um, look, um, uh, we have not seen uh, any credible uh, threats. I know there's been always questions about uh, credible threats. There's been no credible threats. Okay, let me see. Um, I just again, I, I use this as it's it's a it's um good example. Imagine if this was on a college campus and there was um 1,200 students chanting "Death to Black People." I mean, think about that. What 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 would she say? Well, if they were black and gay, she'd probably have a lot to say since she's both. What if they were chanting death to gay people? That's even more appropriate because that's what they do in some Middle Eastern countries. Yeah, that's what makes no sense. They will march you off a building if you're gay. Right now in in Gaza Strip, it's illegal to be gay. You could face jail or you could be, you know, killed by being thrown off a building or some other, you know, they got all kinds of creative ways to kill you. But imagine if you were black, brown, or, you know, gay, and they were chanting about you in college campuses like they chant about the Israelis. And then you got the White House spokesperson saying, well, you know, you got to understand, I don't see any threats. Uh, and so I uh, just want to make sure that that's out there. But look, uh, Muslim and those perceived uh, to be Muslim have endured a disproportionate uh, number of hate-fueled attacks. Oh, oh, what? Now she's talking what? about something that's entirely not happening. Muslims are scared. Muslims are not scared. You know when the Muslims were scared? Do you remember in Glendale, California, when they were they were telling their kids, are you a boy? Or are you a girl? And if you feel like a girl today, boy, uh, we can give you some drugs to stop you from being a boy anymore. Mm-hmm. And and also, we're going to tell you all about how important it is for you to be transgender. And then the Muslim families who moved to California from Muslim countries were like, no, no, this isn't, ha- no, no, no. Then all of a sudden the media went all over them. These pe- One guy, one guy, congressman, called the Muslims in Glendale. What, transphobes? No, called them white supremacists. <laughs> called. So that's yeah. when they yeah. were threatened, but not now, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And certainly President Biden understands that many of our Muslim Arab, Arab Americans and Palestinian American loved ones and neighbors are worried about the hate being directed at their communities. So, so she's asked about the Jews in this country that are rightfully scared. You know, they're the ones under attack. They're the ones that were attacked. And she's asked about that, but she spends three seconds on that. And then she goes over to, oh, but you know, the pal, oh, the Muslims, oh, the pals, oh, oh, you know. Easy now. No, I just don't, I, I don't know. No credible. She's just dodging the question, though. It's just. No, yeah. but she's also proactively supporting terrorists. Well, she did say, I saw later on that she was like, oh, sorry, I didn't understand the question. I must have misheard oh, it. Yeah. What she said. Really? Fire, fire, colonizer. We're, we're, we're a centimeter away from this guy in our country. This is the third largest political party in South Africa. If this guy gets in office, he vows to arm Hamas when he takes power. He is the EEF party leader. I don't know what it means. I'm not a Middle Eastern expert, never claimed to be. I'm just trying to use a little common sense here when it applies to our officials. Julius Malema says Hamas did nothing wrong. It's pretty much what 
Kareem Dool Mellencamp said. When you are oppressed, you only have one option. Confront the enemy and shoot to kill. Do not kiss the enemy. Why do you want to kiss the enemy? People came, took the land of the Palestinians. Every year they extend their occupation. When you look at the map of Palestine, there is nothing left of land in Palestine. The people of Palestine have got nothing to lose but their chains. They must stand up and fight for their freedom and condemning Hamas it's an act of cowardice. Is that South cowardice? Africa? Yeah. Yeah, South Cow- Africa. Cowardice. Okay, so that what that means is uh, economic freedom fighters. It says it's a South African far left, pan Africanist, and Marxist political party. Yeah, and what are we generating in our universities? The same exact thing. Just not he- they're not that bold yet, but they're pretty close. Think about it when they talk about eliminating Jews altogether. From the river to the sea. They're saying, think about this. Remember the, the saying about, you know, uh, uh, the Holocaust? Yeah. Never again? Well, it's happening. It's happening right now. And we're allowing it to happen. Not you and me, but the media. I mean, really. Even Fox News goes pretty easy on stuff. It's not like there's only a couple of guys that are screaming like I am about what's going on. And it's... I just don't know why there's not more... I don't even know what word to say. Outrage? We, I was going to... It's like, well, why aren't people more appalled right? at this calling? Because you're right. If this was... Just put yourself in their position. Whatever it is you are, whether you're a Christian, if you're, if you're gay. I mean, you, you pointed it out perfect. If this was a call to exterminate gay people, the uproar, the, the presence on social media... The news coverage. I mean, rightfully so. No. But why is it not there for this? It's not. It's barely there. It's bar- even local news. You think they would be defending? I mean, there's barely anything. This is really sickening. It makes me sick to my stomach that I live in this country and this is going on. And now, let's talk about dirt bags like Hillary Clinton. Never let a crisis go by without taking advantage of it for your own personal benefit. Oh no, is she doing engagements or does she have another book? I have a theory and this is what happened on uh, Monday. She was at George Washington University. She was um, just talking. Outside was a pro-Palestinian vigil. Was she promoting a new line of uh, suits? No, that's my point. She wasn't promoting anything and I, well I think she's promoting something but I'll tell you what I think it is in a moment. Okay. Outside was a pro-Hamas rally at the George Washington University. She's talking inside and a couple of them got inside. So she gets in a, a heckler, gets in her face and it was pretty egregious. Listen to this. What I have done is I have asked Hillary Rodham Clinton to denounce the president's openly warmongering, suicidal, idiotic speech. And that's I what I've asked. Answer, I that's what do I've that. done. So that's the end of I, our conversation, me, but I'll still meet you I outside. Your but you're done. Right? Frank what, what do you have? To, can you please? Can you, is can you please make a statement about President Joe Biden's speech? This is a clearly is warmongering speech. President Joe Biden is calling for a hundred billion dollars of funding for Israel, Taiwan, and Ukraine, and we're supposed to just bundle these together and pretend like we're going to rush to World War III, and we're all just going to let Hillary Rodham Clinton sir, 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 sit here. And, you. Okay. No, so yes. I'm sorry. You know. Yes. This is not, what, what, this is not no, the way no, to have no, a conversation. I'm sorry. If you my, want to have a conversation, you're no, welcome to come you, talk to you me can, afterwards. You can sit here. Okay, you, right. You're yeah. going you're gonna, to you're gonna wait for me, right? I, I, please. I, I, I don't. I do not believe I you. I listen to you. 
I do, will respond I to do you. not believe you. But Respectfully, I, I do not believe you. The fact of the matter is that the yes. American people's voice are what need to be heard. Yeah, because, they are being Because heard. our president is not speaking for the American people, and well, neither are you. that's your opinion. That's your opinion. Yes, that's my but, opinion. But, well, then sit down. We've heard your opinion. Thank you very much. It's not football. This isn't football. It's not Team America. Well, I'm sorry, but some of us are on Team America, despite our flaws and our yes, problems. Yes, yes, that, that's me. Yay, Hillary. America. <laughs> oh, God. America. Oh, I got them all. That's one. <laughs> okay. Two. Good job. Wow, well done. <laughs> Thank you. That's so, a hard one to do. <laughs> I know, I know. So here's my theory. Here's my theory. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Lay it on me. So Hillary, like Smoke asked me, what is she promoting? Not promoting anything. But is she? I think she is. Do you really think if Hillary says, Joe Biden's not going to make it. He's not. I, I no. guarantee freaking to you he's not going to make it to the beginning of next year he's going to he's going to say look i can't um i'm senile or whatever the you know jill maybe you won't even so you see joe biden because it's so embarrassing jill biden will come out and say it for him. yeah then temporarily uh you know who will be the coconut head will god be. help us all and then hillary oh will, no will throw her hat in the ring because she loves the entire country basket of deplorables right. the racist mm. sexist right. homophobic xenophobic mm-hmm. islamophobic you name it but think about this i know everybody's saying gavin newsom even i'm saying gavin newsom but i'm thinking if hillary throws her hat in the ring oh. there ain't gonna be no gavin newsom because all of a sudden, it's like, oh, sweet revenge for 2016 because the election was stolen from her. Remember, she's an election denier. Yeah, um, I. Yeah, Jill is holding that vindication, her head. She might be holding out for that sweet taste of vindication cupcake that she'll have. I'm telling you, that's what I thought when I saw this. I was like, oh, that's why. First Don't of all. Don't you think she's too polarizing now and they would be nervous oh, yeah, yeah. that I'm, she's not going to win, though? I'm not saying she couldn't win. She might not be able to win. But think about it. Since when does Hillary say she's on Team America? And the other thing is, any other person that engaged her that long at a speech at a university would have been taken down by forts, dragged out with his nose being scraped on the asphalt, and then beaten by a couple of security guards and disappeared for weeks. Oh, you're saying because her behavior is a little bit better, she might be running because she can't act like that. Well, not only that she's acting all American, F, yeah, but nobody, no, my, my, the point I'm making is... The most telling sign there is that this guy got in her face belligerently for over two minutes. And wasn't Hillary Clinton Nellied? Right. <laughs> that means that I think that was staged. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I Damn, think that was I staged. Oh, fall for it. To give, make her appear unifying. F, yeah. Yeah. Oh, get out of here. Dude, no. I'm telling you, these people are sick and they're sinister and they're evil. Do you think if she was on the ticket, it would be her and Gavin Newsom as her vice? Could be, but I doubt it. I'd probably be like Hillary and some no name. Could be Hillary and Kamala. Oh, God help us all. Yeah. Why? And then people will vote for him. You want to know why? Because it's two women on the ticket. Well, yeah. And that's what they'll do. (gasps) But it's women. You got to support the women. They have a vagina. We have to vote for him. Yeah, the Lululemon wearing women. 
Uh, they got a new, uh, they nominated a speaker. I don't even want to get into this. Who is it? I don't even know who uh, this is. I don't know. This guy's. where's the, is this the guy with the bow tie? Representative Tom Emmer of Minnesota. Just looking at him, I just want to vomit. I, I, I don't, I mean, I haven't, no, because he looks is like one of the Johnson guy. I don't know, man. It, wait, second round of voting happened last night, and third round, Representative Mike Johnson of Louisiana came out on top. Okay, it's Mike Johnson. Like, it really matters. Um, it doesn't matter. Any of the people that they had, like, the list yesterday, I was like, who? Who? Yeah, I mean, who? looking at this guy, it looks to me like he's one of those guys that is just going to be part of the woodwork, and he's not going to really, you know, they didn't want anybody like like Jordan because, you know, Jordan actually has an opinion and, you know, mind of his own and is critical thinker. They don't like that. So I doubt this guy's going to be any... The Republicans are worthless, man. What, what's this audio? Is it anything? Is it is it is some kind of? We're going to restore your trust in what we do here. You're going to see a new form of government, and we are going to move this quickly. Screw you, God. We're going to do this, and I'm going to do that. I may be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Hopefully, I'm wrong. But I mean, it, the clown show has been exposed. Remember the Alaska Airlines off-duty pilot that uh, tried to turn the engines off on the Alaska Kill airliner? Killed everybody on the plane. Oh, yeah. Killed 88, 80 people and was yeah. charged with 80 attempted murder charges. Jeez. Yeah, well, it turns out he was on magic mushroom. Don't fly with him. Don't fly when he's around. Yeah, he's on mushrooms. Okay. He'll shut the engines off and then kill us all when our plane hits the ground. That's right. Don't fly with him because his brain isn't sound. Yeah, he tried to shut the engines off on Alaska Airlines Horizon Air airplane. 83 counts of reckless endangerment, 83 counts of attempted murder. Ooh. He says, I feel okay now, but he admitted he was on magic mushrooms. Wow. He was flying in the cockpit with his fellow pilots. He's an off-duty pilot. Is that why they said he had a mental breakdown? Well, the, there's a couple different affidavits that say different stuff. At first, he's like, I didn't do anything. And then he's like, all right, I might have taken some mushrooms. And then later, he's like, <laughs> no. well, I took the mushrooms like two days beforehand, but I don't I don't know. How long does that stuff last? I mean, not that it's you would Six hours. To wow, eight, that's pretty depending. precise. He knows it off Six the top to of eight, depending, head. I don't know, from what I've read. Right, from what you've right, read. Right. Huh. Finally, Viagra could cut the risk of Alzheimer's disease by 60%, according what? to a new study. Wasn't really? it originally meant for, what was it originally meant for? Uh, blood pressure, I believe. Okay. Yeah. You know, the side effects, I've never taken it, but I look at the side effects, I'm, it's, it's like, what that sleaze, sleazy, what's out right now that, uh, you know, not Cialis. No, no, the, the other stuff, the, um, the stuff that they have for depression I think it is uh, you, you could oh, it's, cancer it's, uh, it's, your, it's what you always make fun of smoke what's it it's called it's the little Zoloft guy no the Riz Riz Vel oh yeah, that's uh, it Rizm Kizm Abrizza <laughs> for Rizzy it sounds it sounds made up that's the real name of the medication but sometimes Rizm Kizm Abrizza if you Abracadabra <laughs> from GlaxoSmithKline <laughs> if you watch any of those commercials though the side effects has a mile it's like a CVS receipt oh, that's yeah. the side effects I'd rather just have the thing that the drug is supposed to hey, cure that's what I said I was like, I don't want cancer or my prostate to come up through my throat and spit it out. I don't want any of that. Bleeding by the knees, your no. eyeballs will, you know, start spinning. You might piss your, your pants, go blind. Ask your doctor if Yamalama Ding Dong is right for you. But I won't be depressed. The only cure for hangnails may cause loss of limbs, eyeballs. Researchers from Mount Sinai Medical Center in New York found that Viagra, uh, a drug mostly commonly used to treat erectile dysfunction, blocks an enzyme found in the brains of those who suffer from the disease Alzheimer's. The study looked at mom. My mom had Alzheimer's, bless her soul. I know. But I mean, mom, would you take this little blue pill? 
Like, can you imagine? <laughs> Study looked at more than 27,000 people over the age of 65, comparing half of the participants who had been prescribed Viagra with half who had not. Findings showed that Viagra suppressed the protein called PDE5 in Alzheimer's patients significantly. Wow. Well, you know, it's good for that. Yeah, and it's also, uh, you know, well... I mean, you know, I was going to say the commercials for those aren't much better. Do you remember the commercial that ran? I mean, there was a time about three years ago. Well, it was on TV constantly. It was a and and it's not a typical seventy-year-old. Yeah. It's the seventy-year-old that's a model. You know, oh, he's like yeah, all yeah, yeah. buff and he's swarthy. He's got six pack. And was he, that the ED commercial? Yeah, it was the ED commercial. And he's like laying down on a couch with his girl, and he's looking at her. No, no, no. The this is one. That's where they're holding hands in the tub. Yeah. Yeah, that's not it. No, this one was more gruff. It okay. was him driving a Camaro through the desert. Then he, yeah, it's then he for was dudes. He got his, he got his truck stuck in in a big pile of who knows what and then he pushed if anything that he was confronted with he was able to figure it out and get out of the mess because he took the little blue pill okay yeah he, he they shoot him from like way low so he'd come up at him and he'd wipe the sweat from his brow and remember when he poured spoke, the bottled you know, water into his car to keep it going he goes with it when you're you know when you're a man gruffy man you figure things out and the little blue pill will wow. help you yeah so I can rerun some of the spots. You want to run one? Oh, yeah. You've reached the age where you know where things work. And if you're stuck in a big pile of mud with your horses, take a little blue pill. All of a sudden, you'll be able to get those horses and that big truck out of the mud. Maybe you're driving a piece of crap Camaro that shouldn't be on the road anymore through a desert. It overheats and you know what to do because you know how things work. Because you have that little blue pill. Maybe you shove one in the gas tank to help the car out, too. But if you're still flaccid, you know how things work. Take another blue pill. Then you can bring that big net of fish up onto your boat and drive away with your fuzzy gray beard. Many men who reach the age of knowing how things work and get stuff stuck in the mud and crap falls over the side of the boat and you got to get it. Drive a shitty overheating car through the desert because you're an idiot. Take little blue pills. Viagra. <laughs> Get some today because your wife's not 23 anymore, all right? You know how that works. The Sunny Update. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. Crazy Talk brought to you by All Electric Services. Sorry, you caught me in the middle of a yawn. Uh, so <laughs> Okay. Game seven was last night of the uh, National League Championship Series. and the Game seven? No way. I didn't expect it to make it past five. I know. Uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks beat up Philly. I know you were worried about Philly going to the World Series, right? Because what's the theory behind that? The economy will tank. Yeah, yeah so it's not a theory. That's just history. But I guess they didn't win because the economy's already tanked. So, yeah. so Arizona is going to the World Series. Seawall to strike away. Here he comes. Cave, a fly ball to right field over his Carroll. He's got it. And the Arizona Diamondbacks are headed to the World Series. Yay. The Diamondbacks have won the National League pennant. And the Fall Classic will return to the desert. Yeah, whatever. So they're going to face Texas Rangers. And what did you say earlier? You're like, nobody's going to watch that. Nobody's going to watch that because, it, it, you know, our country, if it's not like the Yankees or the Phillies or the, the Indians, well, I'm sorry, what are they now? The Natives? Or what, what do they call them now? <laughs> Stupid name. Oh, the Commanders, right? Well, you know, no, if that's the a football. Astro, commanders is football. Just relax. Leave the sports to me. If the <laughs> Astros and the Phillies played, it would have been a rematch of last year, and I think that's what some people that wanted. That would have been good. But what did you and I say? We're like, oh, it'll be good to have some fresh teams. And you go, no, yeah, no. I like to say that too, but nobody's going to watch. I don't think that's true. I think people. No, I've said that a lot. I've, I've over time. I've said, well, no, it's, it'd be cool to have somebody different playing. And then it was like, yeah, but every time it's somebody that nobody, yeah, it's not the big top five. They don't care. Nobody yeah. watches. Friday's the first game. If you do care, at who's playing anyway? 
I just told you, Arizona and Texas. Who's Texas? Texas Rangers. They're baseball team. The Rangers. Walker, Texas Rangers. Yes, Rangers. Walker, Texas Ranger mm. will be there signing autographs. Honestly, that'd probably be a good promotion for them. <laughs> <laughs> Get their name out there. Okay, this is blowing my mind right now. There's this woman that is the oldest woman in the world. She has almost no health problems. Any guesses on how old she is? Okay, go ahead. Uh, wait, oldest woman in the world? Yeah, mm-hmm. and she's still alive. She's oh, barely she's got at least any health problems. Then? 110? 116. Oof. She's got a little bit of hearing problems, some mobility issues, but no other health problems. She has no cardiovascular problems. She can recall things that happened to her when she was young. Her oldest, are you ready for this? Just to give you a scale. Her oldest daughter is 90. Her oh. middle child is 79, and her youngest daughter ac- died actually at 77 in, in a car accident. So scientists are actually trying to study her DNA to figure out how she's living so long in such a healthy manner. Okay. Uh, Rick, I know what Rick's going to say. Who wants to live that long? I'm going to drive into a did, wall. Did I get you, it. Did you look at her? No, I haven't seen her picture. Uh, uh, I, I don't want to live that long. I, because I know. It's, Here we it's, go. No, because you know what? I'm more. I'm not scared of dying. I'm scared of what comes before you die. Okay, what's aging. That? Yeah, you don't like to age. No, do you? Hasn't that, I, isn't it happening to you? Have you looked at her? Aging is something that my father says is denied to many. So if you wake up the next day, consider yourself lucky. Would no, you? No, what's I, the alternative? You want to wake up dead? No, no. Well, no. Is that what you want? <laughs> dying in your sleep's not a bad thing either. But I mean, the thing is, is that I don't want to live like her. Look at her. She's like, whoa. It's like, it's like how could you live? I mean. She might be very happy. Don't judge her by happy. her looks. She sits in a chair all day and gets rolled around and pees herself. It's like... Who says she pees herself? And what's wrong with that? Nobody says There's she pees herself. She that. has nothing wrong with her, okay. she says. She's 116, so? Jill. Come on. So? Be honest. I don't think she looks that bad. I think she looks wonderful for 116. You kidding me? This lady... I've seen 70-year-olds that look exactly like her, and is, she's is she one of these ladies that like has whiskey every day? What's her secret? You know, it just says here... Bunch of hookers and cocaine. Yeah, oh, that's, that's what it. she does. Uh-huh. Yeah. Gigolos dance for her every day. She says a Maybe. good, good connection. Young. I'll wait. Sorry, no, go ahead. She said a uh, good connection with family and friends, being uh, one with nature, which, okay, I guess I'm not living that long because I can't stand nature. Uh, <laughs> jeans, you know, good, I mean, I think a lot of it is just she wears genetics. Jeans? Good jeans. Oh. So All dude. these platitudes, you know, oh, you know, love everybody in the family and the dead, the dead. If I had my family in my house, I'd have a heart attack before I even got to 70. <laughs> I know you would. Well, you know, do you guys know who Vera Wang is? And that's stretching it. What'd you say? Do you know who Vera Wang is? Sounds familiar. She's a designer mm-hmm. and she's Asian and she's 74 years old. She looks like she's 35. I'll show you a picture in a second. The her last I'm, name's Wang. The reason I'm bringing this up is because... People were wondering how she looks so young. I mean, she's 74, mm. and she attributed it to, no lie, she said vodka, McDonald's, and Dunkin' Donuts. Tell Rick That's what does she it. lives on. <laughs> That's right. Rick's, Rick's older than we think, too. Yeah. You are. I'm you 90. do look a lot younger than I thought you were. I When I guessed your age, I lowballed it. No, because mm. people are like, how old's Rick? I'm like, oh, he's... Actually, wait a second. He's been that age in my head for like five, six years Are now. you guys those people that are weird about telling your age? Because I don't care about I'm telling my age. I'm not telling you my age. You're not going to tell me your no, age? No, I'm not going to tell why? you Why? No. That's why I didn't say it. I didn't want him because to Because people are prejudiced. Oh, yeah. see, I don't care. That's I fine. can't go to him. He's clearly Go to old. hell and get off my lawn. <laughs> but he's a hip old guy. You know? Hip. Great. <laughs> don't say hip around me. I'm too old. I'm with it. I'm cool. I use the text messages. So, from oldest to youngest, this is a ninth grader. Um, Heman, okay, I'm going to butcher this. I'm trying to do him justice. Heman Seaman? Yes, that's his name. <laughs> we'll go with that. 
boys. I, I just, how did I end up here? You like boys. You were a tomboy. You hung around boys. I mean, you can go get a job at the parks department. Nah. See, that help your connection to nature. <laughs> I don't like nature. He's been honored as America's top young scientist. He invented something that is insane. He's 14 years old. You ready for this? He invented a low-cost soap, so it won't cost you that much money if you want to buy it, that can treat skin cancer. He's dead wow. in a week. Yeah, I was going to say, poor kid, never <laughs> never had a chance. Never made it out of the fourth grade. This was like a middle school science fair, you know, when they do those things and they have the little contests. So people probably come up there and they're like, I got the airplane and I got the volcano that has lava when you mix <laughs> baking soda and vinegar. I picture all of these generic science fair right. projects and then he gets out there and he's like, by the way, cancer I have, soap. <laughs> I have a lotion that treats skin cancer. So where is it? Uh, right now, it says it's in a big pharma lab somewhere while him and his family are on vacation, courtesy of Pfizer. Well, he's going to receive a $25,000 cash prize, which is sad because I feel like... Okay, that's worth trillions. Okay, they put a $3 million like product engineer on this product, so mm. you, I hope they pay him. I don't know if, I hope if they him got, or his parents oh, no. are smart enough to be able to be like, uh... Yeah, but his parents will sell him up the river for a couple million, then later on down the line, another five, ten okay. years, they'll come out with their own soap, but it'll be a million dollars above. Dude, if this is there's any reality to this story, that this kid just invented, if, if it does a what it says, for, a cure uh, for skin cancer, right. which is the number one killer of men. It's a very common skin cancer. Yeah, it kills thousands melanoma. of people every year. Yeah, and thousands because it, it can spread. And the skin cancer doesn't kill you. It's what it does when it gets inside you. It it metastasizes. Metastasizes all over the place. You're dead. Right. So this invention, he said, only cost him about fifty. It's going to cost fifty cents to produce. <gasps> Dude, you better run. Oh, and but get this. So you better he use said, that twenty-five thousand dollar prize for security. Uh huh. He hopes to become an electrical engineer one day, but in the next few years, he says he plans to refine this soap and establish a non-profit to distribute it to communities where it will have the most benefit. Oh, they're going to take that from you mm-hmm. and they're going to make done. a whole bunch of money no, off of it's it. It's already gone. There's somebody under his house right now recording yeah. every one of his conversations. It's gone. It's it gone. Pfizer has hacked. it. It's- Pfizer already has it. Oh, speaking of Pfizer, can I say something real quick? Sure. So I've noticed lately with all of the celebrities that they're probably paying a big chunk of money that are endorsing Pfizer, Travis Kelsey's one of them. We'll get to him in a second. I saw who was the celebrity, Andy Cohen. You know who Andy Cohen is, right? Mm-hmm. So Andy Cohen was online. The thing I'm noticing, and they must be getting so much backlash because everybody that puts up a, uh, an endorsement for Pfizer on social media has disabled the comments because you know I think they, they probably know- make you do that. So nobody says anything bad about yeah. Pfizer or their medication. So it's every endorsement on Instagram, on Facebook, where what? normally people can comment below. They've disabled the comments. And I'm like, what does that tell you? There's one guy that didn't. Rob Schneider. Did you see this one? No. Oh, God. You oh. didn't see this? But he didn't take the vaccine. No. He's no. He's totally against the vaccine. I know. I'm talking about people that are being paid to endorse it. No, no. This is about that. Rob Schneider blasted Taylor Swift's latest boy toy for shilling for corrupt criminal oh, Pfizer. And here's what he said. Uh... As if we couldn't be more annoyed with Taylor Swift's latest boyfriend, Travis Kelsey, any more than we already are. Forget what a ridiculous distraction his football Barbie has been, but here's him still pushing for so-called the idiot shot. As we couldn't be more annoyed, uh, it just goes on and on. And then he posts the Pfizer warning about the new vaccine. Oh, yeah, did you see just that? Just came out. Did you see that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny how that, that just gets... 
slid right out there. We, no. It's not like we didn't tell you. You just didn't rain it. So Rob Schneider posted this thing on, on uh, Twitter uh, X, and it's just got blown up. He's been an outspoken uh, guy about that whole thing for the past couple of years. No, Since he's, COVID, he's like, wait a second. He tears Travis Kelsey, Kelsey apart. I don't think Travis cares, though. He makes so much money. I don't no, think, that's I true. Mean, he doesn't that's look what, like the kind of guy that would care. I don't think he cares. I think the, And I told you, my whole theory, I'm going to say it again, him and Taylor aren't really dating. I'm yet to see them kiss. They you did think a, it's all set up? They did a pose. I saw them kiss. No, they, she kissed him on the cheek, and oh, it was a pose kiss. Like, yeah. see, we're kissing. They've not mouth-to-mouth kissed. I think it's fake. Jill needs to see the consummation I before. need open-mouth <laughs> kissing to prove that you I like think, each other. I think she's right. I think Jill's right. I think any other celebrity that the paparazzi is following that closely could have caught a kiss by now. It means they're not kissing. She might be at his house. Oh, you got to see be seen coming out of his house. Oh, oh you got to be seen holding hands. All of that is easy to pull off when it's fake. I'm yet to see them kiss. I don't uh, understand. No, I, I think you, you're probably right. I don't want to put my tinfoil hat on and go even deeper, but... There's bad stuff always happening, and they love to distract you when that's going on. Did and you- I, I like Travis Kelsey as a football player. Don't get me wrong, but I think that the Pfizer backlash was so bad, and he's America's football player, and everyone loves him, and they're like, oh, crap. Even though they love Taylor, too. Believe it or not, I know Smoke was questioning this earlier, but the NFL, CBS, whatever station happens to be running the Kansas City game, depending on what day it happens to be played, they love her because, A, their viewership is so high because people are trying to catch a glimpse of her, and their ticket sales are up because I mean, people want to go to the game and see her. So the NFL, the television networks, they don't mind her being at the game because she's making them money. And you get two whole large, very broad demographics all looking in the same direction. Mm. Did you see the warning on the on the shot? I saw it yesterday. Oh yeah, you, go ahead. You can it's read it. It's the first. It's the first thing that you, they didn't even try to hide it. Authorize or approve Emma, Emma uh, COVID nineteen vaccine shows increased risks of myocarditis, inflammation of the heart muscle, pericarditis, inflammation of the lining outside the heart, particularly within the first week following the vaccination. Uh, for how what is this? Comoran. Well, for the shot, the observed risk is higher in males twelve through seventeen of age. Isn't that something? So the, the ones that are least likely to get COVID and die from it are the ones that they're, that they're most hurt by the shot. Well, how many stories did we do where a perfectly healthy teenager dropped dead? And we were like, why are all these young, healthy athletes dropping dead? And then come to find out that their school or their organization made them get the vaccine. And there's no proof that it's tied together. So this is obviously all speculation, but that was the narrative. Well, Schneider's all over it. He's like, thousands have died and you don't even know about it. The pharmaceutical business, it's like, it's so powerful. They spend upwards in a non-election year, 85% of all spending for television, the internet, Eight, up to 85% in a non-election year is big pharma. It is only other, one other country that allows, you know, direct-to-consumer drug ads. Yeah. So there's a gigantic amount. So, And if you take a look, and what was really interesting in California and then nationally was the biggest donors for every state legislator. And then federal and then Congress and Senate, you realize the tentacles and what pharma is. Pharma is the legal drug cartel. They are. That's Rob Schneider right yeah. there. Oh, yeah. he's, he's been really outspoken about it. But, but when you hear numbers like that, and then you yeah. the whole Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift thing, it's like, oh, well, you guys are just 
when you have that much money and that much power and influence, here's another get reason. the celebrities to date, and he right. supports us and this guy. And, and we're everyone, still going to tell you the America truth. America loves won't. Taylor Swift, and they want to just be, you know, oh, oh, well, he's with Taylor Swift now. Well, he must be a good guy. Here's another reason why I think it's all a lie. No, Somebody else head. just brought this up to me, and I said this two days ago. If you've ever, which I don't, you guys wouldn't, so I'm going to do it for you. If you've ever seen Travis girlfriend, uh, Travis Kelsey's ex-girlfriends, he's got a type. They're all black girls. He likes Wait black girls. Second. And then you bring about Taylor Swift, who's like the whitest white chick and ever. She's got no ass. It doesn't add up. Oh, my gosh. Right? Jill, you ain't kidding. Holy cow. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. Finally. Jill blew the, the, the case wide open on this. Really? I said that to somebody the other day, and somebody just messaged me, and I was like, I said the same exact thing. Interesting. That's another reason why I think it's fake, because of that and the no kissing. Um, and it's and it's and they're trying to make it, um, what's the word, very lollipop, sweetheart, uh, because she had a friendship bracelet on oh, that had the geez. number 87 on America's it. America's darlings. Yes. And then he had a friendship bracelet oh. on, and I'm like, okay, what dude, especially Travis Kelsey, who's like a man's man, what dude wears a friendship bracelet? But now that he's wearing a friendship bracelet- Brought to th- you in part by- Pfizer. They want, <laughs> I feel like every dude is going to be like, well, if Travis Kelsey can wear a friendship bracelet, then maybe I can wear a friendship bracelet. Friendship bracelets aren't just for Swifties. Now, you can declare your love for your fellow man with- Bro bracelets. Bro, I got you a bro bracelet, bro. No way, bro. I got you a bro bracelet too, bro. It says, yeah. Bro, mine says, yeah, too. Yeah, bro. (laughs) Yeah, bro. Customize bro bracelets to convey the most bro-dependent bro messages. Bro, I got you another one that says, never miss leg day. Never miss leg day, bro. That's why your butt looks so sweet. Bro, what? (laughs) What, bro? Bro bracelets are tough. Guaranteed to last longer than your crypto investment. I love you, bro. I love you too, bro. Bro bracelets, the perfect gift for any bromantic bro-cation. No bromo, though. No bromo. I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. And the Sunday update is brought to you by Fair and Fair. Okay, DeSantis says... If you got students in your university that are protesting and siding with Hamas, get them out. Didn't he say if he was president, he'd have them deported? Absolutely. If they were here on visas? Florida Governor Ron DeSantis said he would rescind student visas for foreign nationals in the U.S. and send them back to their home countries if they expressed support for the terrorist organization Hamas and its attack against Israel. He was speaking at a campaign event in Iowa over the weekend. Uh, he also uh, was in coordination with the chancellor of state university system and has moved to crack down on student groups in the state that say they've expressed support for Hamas, the terrorist organization that chopped up babies, burnt families, killed 1,500 Israelis, and right now is part of the Iran sphere of influence, which is shooting at American ships, and we're not doing anything. It's crazy. Schools are turning out communists, and when you get out of college... As a new communist, then you have the debt to con- consider, and you're like, oh, those capitalists now want the money I borrowed mm. and agreed to borrow. They're capitalists. We must protest. Um, and then he said a few things about Israel. I don't have time to play. Let's see what's that. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, no, I'm no, just no, thinking no, the no, sound no. cut I got. All right. This is good. This is better. Uh, a U Penn donor. Remember, 
UPenn is one of the universities where they're out there saying that they want to exterminate Jews. There was campus protests and little riots. Where's like the Jewish club? Because I know like colleges have like Jewish unions. What's, what's, where, what, how is this happening? They're scared to death. I know. I don't blame them. But where are people protecting them, you know? If this was a, a call for the extermination of any other religion, race, sexual orientation, there everybody would be up in arms. It would That's, be on the news 24-7. It would be all over your social media. It's the hard part, too. There's also the, the whole freedom of speech thing. No, I know they should be allowed to do it, but where are the people fighting back is what I'm asking. Well, well, it, here's one I was going to tell you about. Ready? You Penn Donor, he's a billionaire. Okay. Very billionaire-looking house, too. It's just old-school billionaire. Very lot dark wood. Those those carpets you get from, like, foreign countries with a coffee table. That's all kind of books you can't read because you fall asleep just looking at the cover. That kind of guy. Middle name, probably Thurston. Yeah, yeah. Very, very... Well, his name is David Magerman. Okay. Oh, David Magerman. You know, starch shirt all the way to the top to the last buttons button. And then over that is a is, a, is one of those sweater vests that's probably sewn by, you know, the fur of minks. I don't know. Gotcha. Magerman of the Connecticut Magermans, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so he's the biggest donor for University of Penn. And he says, I ain't sending them no more money. <gasps> no more money, no more problems. And I'm the biggest donor. <laughs> Ooh, I bet you that'll change their tune real fast, did it? And, yeah, and why has he pulled his funds? Well, I think it's been a gradual progression, um, a downward trend of what was being said on campus over the last few years. But most recently, there was a uh, festival called the Palestine Rights Festival which was supposed to be a literature festival, but was the speakers that populated the, the festival were people with affiliations to Hamas, anti-Semites, uh, people who are, who are known to be antagonistic to Israel. Um, and there were um, no real efforts made by the administration to um, speak out against the, the conference. I understand there's freedom of speech, um, but you know, when things are things are going on that are affiliated with evil, um, I think you have to take a stand. And they were unwilling to call out the speakers that were invited and um, express disdain for what was going on there. Yeah, this isn't some guy who sends 20 bucks, you know, along with his little check for his alumni, uh, you know, pamphlet he gets once no, a year. This is, this he is has a, a wing named after him? He's the big, probably got a brick somewhere in that. School of such and such. Yeah. You know? uh, biggest donut billionaire there. And w in his opinion, when did things start to change on campus? Yeah, but I, I think it's more than that. I think that we have to, you know, there's been this a history in supporting colleges that we look uh, retrospectively at the school we went to 30 or 40 years ago that we have an affinity for because they're alma mater. And we donate once we once we've made um, whatever wealth we have. We donate to those schools years, decades later, um, presuming that that our values are the same as they were when we were younger, and the school's values are the same. And I think that we need to be looking more prospectively and looking at institutions that are currently re reflecting our values. Um, and consider donating not based on our historical affiliations, but based on what we want the world to be and sending our children to schools that represent our values as well. And we also, you know, it, it's too bad we can't, I mean, I'd love to stop paying my taxes because you're giving your taxes to a government right now that really won't make a stand. They sort of do. I mean, but I think Biden, Obama, because he's running the country and, you know, their spokespeople, I think they're all on Hamas's side. I really do. I mean, you notice that whenever they talk about Hamas, it's sort of like in the same sentence about, but you know, we have to think of the Palestinians. That's all changed in 10 days. Are we 
this is a controversial question, but somebody asked it to me yesterday and I thought, hmm, I don't know. I'll ask. Are we making money off of this war? I would imagine we make money off of a lot of them. Yeah, I don't know about that. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm, uh, Ukraine, no doubt. Who, like, who's making money off of this? Would be the well, I, guess I mean, my everybody who Raytheon, uh, Lockheed yeah, I mean, Martin, um, anybody that makes you know engines and stuff, tank parts. There's a lot of manufacturing that goes into that, which I'm sure a lot of politicians are heavily invested in. Absolutely. Like so anyway. you watch their whole stock portfolios change since the beginning of this, like the beginning of month, end of September, when like they kind of saw the writing on the wall before we did. Yeah. That was just. Everybody started moving money around, and now it's like, all right, let's go get them. I was just curious. No, yeah, you're right. Um, but even the White House, so I was, so I was just saying, is like, I wish I could, like that guy, that billionaire, stop giving money to UPenn. I wish I could stop giving money to the government because here you got once again the White House refusing to really, really nail it on Hamas and yep. says they're wrong, they're the enemy. Let's go get them. They don't do it. But the president himself said silence is complicity. So if there's anti-Semitic letters being sent by students or protests, sentiment at of course, protests, of course the president doesn't uh, is is. Uh, 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 is against anti-Semitism. Of course. This is a president uh, that you have heard me say is wants to protect communities, whether it's the Jewish community, uh, the Arab-American community, the Palestinian com community. Here we go. You see what I'm saying? She has it, to put it in you there. Can't get a, you just can't get an absolute, uh -huh. you know, Hamas, they're terrorists, we're going to destroy them, period. They can't get them to say that, which means to me they're on their side. It's It's... He says silence is complicity. Hello, not being specific is complicity with Hamas. I'm sorry, but this it is. This is someone who is going to speak out against anti-Semitism, of course. Uh, but you're asking me, you're, you're, you were kind of conflating the two. You were asking me about pro protest, and you were asking me about this question. If you talk to a lot of the protesters, you'll hear anti-Semitic comments. That and they we're going to always Israel denounce, genocide. we're always going to denounce anti-Semitism. But at the same time, people have the right to peacefully protest. There's a but after everything, uh -huh. that, that's my point. And you know what's happening right now is more serious than your little fluffy uh, freedom of speech thing because when you think about it, again, the article, it's called The Campus is the Peril to Western Society, mm -hmm. Civilization. What we're putting out of colleges right now are hard communists. These are people that have been indoctrinated from the time they're in high school through colleges and they're coming out communist. And they're the ones who are siding with Hamas and they're protesting on campuses. We're in grave danger from the inside. Never mind the missiles being lobbed at our ships from Yemen or, you know, any uh, Iranian unit. Mm -hmm. It's our campuses that are the big danger. You can also tell which way she leans personally by who she defends. Yep. Because she's like, oh, they have the right to peacefully protest. Now, if this was a rise up against transgenderism in school or anything like that, she would not be saying, yeah, but the opposing side has a right to peacefully protest. She'd be nailing them to the wall. Absolutely. New survey by Gallup. Do you think Hamas killing of 1,200 civilians on Israel can be justified by the grievances of Palestinians or not justified? So 18 to 24 can be justified by the grievance of Palestine, 51%. Not justified, 49%. That's 18 to 24. And it goes down from there as you get to 25, 34. It's only, well, only. It's half of... Uh, of uh, adults here, 48 percent, 35, 44, 39 percent, 45, 54, 23 percent, and 55, 64, 11 percent say that Please. it's justified. 
51% of 18 to 24-year-olds think Hamas attacks on civilians are justified, according to the new Gallup poll and the Harvard-Harris poll. Harvard-Harris. Yeah, this the poll I found, I don't know, who is this? Uh, it says the majority of Americans ages 18 to 24 say the Hamas massacre of Israeli civilians was justified. The majority. Isn't that crazy? Dude. Well, I mean, they're taught an entirely different alternate version of history then they're told of the evils of capitalism in America in university. Oh, come on, Rick. That's not... It is true. Look what they're producing. You're looking at it. We're reading you the survey. They're successfully producing enemies of our country within our country. If only they were taught to think for themselves. Yeah. No, they're not anymore. No, no, no. Not at all. And now we're grooming them sexually from when they're, what, 11 years old? Sheesh. That's all part of Marxism, too. Hey, this guy! It's true. All right, a Marion County Sheriff. Should I have some kind of evil music for this? This is uh, well. I mean, it's it's not so much not I evil, mean, it's evil, evil, but, but it's, it's very uh, girly evil. Salacious. It is salacious. I don't it's know how many girly f- evils. I mean, I get it. I don't have any. Sal- you get it? Okay. No, I don't get her side. I get Uh-oh. why you would call it girly evil. Uh, Marion County Sheriff's deputy. You have any girly evil music? Is there anything like that? Oh, okay. Fatal attraction. That led to an evening. She's jealous. A Marin County Sheriff's deputy was suspended after she used police databases while off-duty to run the tag of a car parked outside her ex-boyfriend's house. Okay. (laughs) Let me interrupt you for one second. I've got to see you. This is going to (laughs) stop. If you were a cop, Mm -hmm. don't tell me you wouldn't use your resources to kind of like check backgrounds and run tags on people. I know you're not supposed to do that, and that's probably a good reason we're not cops, but if you were... Would you smoke? I know your answer is yes. Um, you got to be clever about it if you're gonna. Like, it may be when you're on duty and you could chalk that up as the being, well, I run all kinds of plates while I'm at work. But when you're not on the clock, eh. Well, when I caught my ex-wife cheating, I did it legally, though. I got a detective. Wow. A detective? I got gathered information myself, and I found out who it was, where they lived, that his wife just had a baby. He was oh. 32. Oh, yeah. Uh, his wife just had a baby. Yeah. Uh, you know how that works. One yep. of these days, I'm going to do one of my uh, mystery stories, and I'm not going to have names, and it's just going to be the story of Rick and his divorce because it's so salacious. According to the investigation, uh, Rikayla Berrien drove by her ex-boyfriend's house and saw a car she didn't recognize, allegedly under the impression that they were supposed to be working on their relationship. Berrien successfully used her law enforcement laptop to run the car's tag. Deputy Rikayla Barian drove by her ex-boyfriend's house, saw a car she didn't recognize, then while off duty, successfully logged into her law enforcement laptop to find out who he was seeing. According to the investigation, the ex-boyfriend then started getting several text messages from the deputy saying she hoped he and the woman were enjoying themselves and that Uh it was foolish to believe they could continue their relationship. When confronted by investigators, the deputy allegedly told them, did I run her tag? 100% I did. Now, there was no evidence the deputy contacted the woman, and in the end, she got a one-day suspension. That's it? I'm not going to be ignored. (laughs) Guess not. (laughs) Whoa. Oh, boy. Uh, I guess the, the boyfriend was also a cop, but for like a different department, I think Ocala or something like that. 
What goes on in those hallways at those law enforcement facilities? Has that ever happened to you where what? it's like you've gone by a significant other's house or oh, a friend's yeah. house and a car's in and you're like, who that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or have you had someone's car at your house and someone calls you and they're no. like, who's that? No. My, all grown up, all my friends were guys. They were all my best friends and one of my guy friends, the girls never liked me and he would always be at my house and she lived in my neighborhood. So she would always drive by my house to see if he was at my house and then she'd Ooh. call him. And be like, what are you doing at Joe's house? Well, yeah. I don't like, blame her. He'd be like, well, she's my best friend, so. Yeah, I don't, you know, as a dude, uh, I, would, I would be justified in, in saying exactly what, yeah. Really? Absolutely. She knew we were friends. We oh, were friends before they started on. dating. Have you seen Sari Met Sally or whatever his name is? You know? <sighs> Nothing well, I happened mean, with us. Or today, how old were you? The remake is Sally Met Sally. How old am I or how old was I? How, yeah, at the time. We were in high school. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> Is Jill. right. But Jill, we were best friends since the oh, yeah, seventh yeah, grade. Your best friends. Would you guys play Chinese checkers in your bedroom? <laughs> Nothing ever happened with us. Yeah, Jill, yeah. You were yeah. on the dance team. You don't think he and was. And he was like, a football player. We were just friends. Yeah. Oh, 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 God. I swear I to you. The testosterone bucket spilled over. No, the naivete, Jill. It's just. I'm surprised she didn't march in the house and rip your hair out. Nobody. We were friends before they were even. They started dating yeah, sophomore yeah, yeah. year of high school, and we've been friends since seventh grade. I've heard so that. So is story. he supposed to not be friends with me? Right. No, that's yes, ridiculous. No, absolutely not be friends and go out with somebody else. You can't do that. Especially in high school, you're a walking hormone. You, you know, that's... We're just friends, yeah. Okay. There was no f- funny business going on. My parents were there. I was in high school for crying out loud. Okay, still not acceptable. Sorry. Why? Because you were the dude. Again, I referenced the movie of the century. Just because it happened to them doesn't mean it happens to everybody. No, no, Billy Crystal said it. There's no way a man can be a friend with a girl that he doesn't want to, you know what? And that's true because you know what? We're both we're both dudes. Well, just because one of you may want to doesn't mean you are. Yeah, but you're you're just playing with fire. So I'm supposed to just stop being friends with the guy that I've been friends with for years because his girlfriend doesn't like that he hangs out with me. Exactly. That's ridiculous. I'll take it off of him. Come on. I'm not even going for it. Here's what I'm going to say. You, you got what I need. But you say he's just a friend. And you say he's just a friend. Yeah, right. Uh, while, we're on the, while we're playing a little rapper there, he dead, right? Bismarck, he, I think, yeah, he, yeah, he, he died. died. Poor guy. I met him. He's real nice. Aw. Jay-Z, this is, oh. uh, you know, when are we going to stop with the racism? I'm not talking about Jay-Z. I'm talking about networks, news organizations, Gail King. Why do we keep sending, it's a Hispanic car accident, send the Hispanic reporter. It's yeah. a black incident, send the black guy. It's a white incident, send whoever you want. It's like, it's so, it's almost a parody of itself right now. So Gail King has to sit with Jay-Z because it can't be Stephanopoulos. Okay. Although that would be very awkward because Stephanopoulos is probably the whitest guy ever. Yeah. Next to Griff Jenkins. I listened to your black album. I (laughs) didn't understand some of the terminology. (laughs) So I don't know how this came up, but Gail King sat down CBS Mornings uh, with Jay-Z. Very successful uh, musician. You know, he's... I can't even. I don't. He's a billionaire, right? Uh-huh. By now. Oh, oh, yeah. So well his into a billionaire. Yeah, yeah he's so mega rich. She brings up something about a contest, I believe, where uh, you know somebody could win five hundred thousand dollars, or if they choose, 
have breakfast or dinner or lunch with Jay-Z. There's yeah. something interesting online, Jay. I'd love to hear what you think about this. If you had a choice between getting paid $500,000 in cash or lunch with Jay-Z, yeah. which would you choose? You got to take, take the money. What, you gonna, what I'm going to say? Yeah, I mean, everything now I'm going to say. No, no, only because people say, of course you take, you take lunch with Jay-Z because the wisdom that you would get from him would would be so uh, beneficial to you that it would yeah. only be a matter. You but, would take the money. Yeah, because you, you got the you got all that in the music for for ten ninety nine. That's a that's a bad deal. I would I wouldn't tell you to cut a bad deal. Like I don't take know. the five hundred thousand, go buy some albums and listen to the albums. <laughs> it's all there. If, if you, okay. you if you piece it together and really listen to the music for the words for what it is, it's all there. Everything that I said was gonna happen happen everything that I said I wanted to do I've done and th there's the blueprint the blueprint literally to me and my life and my journey is is there already everything's all the wisdom is contained within the lyrics of his songs that you can purchase for 10.99 I mean he's not wrong yeah but I don't I Okay, I have nothing against Jay-Z. No, like neither Jay -Z. do I, but... Uh, but you're not sitting down. It's not $500,000, or you could go have dinner with Socrates, or Shakespeare. Oh, really, or Jill? Or Einstein. Let me yeah, but they you. weren't billionaires. Let me read you some no, of his... No, they were talking uh, about wisdom, about like how smart he is. Yeah, uh, let me Experience. just read you some... Okay, go ahead, show me. Uh, some of Jay-Z's wisdom. <clears throat> if you're having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. son. <laughs> I got 99 problems, but the bitch ain't one. I've got the rap patrol on the gat patrol, foes that want to make sure my casket's closed, rap critics that say he's money, cash hoes. I'm from the hood, stupid. What type of facts are those? If you grew up with holes in your zapatos, you'd celebrate the minute you was having dough. I'm like F critics. You can kiss my whole ass. If you don't like my lyrics, you can press fast forward. Okay, you understand what I'm saying? I stand corrected. I'm now the wiser <laughs> that than I was wise. prior to you reading. Don't listen to people who are criticizing you. Do your own thing. <laughs> and stay single. <laughs> <laughs> now, you may wonder, why, Rick, why did you do that story? Well, once in a while, I like to do a little, you know, pop culture stuff. Just, right. you know. Just something different than that. Yeah, yeah, just a little something. But I mean, I, I'm not going to get carried. I don't want you to worry. We're not turning into like, you know, yeah, one of the no, other. I draw the line at Taylor Swift segments. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. I know other stations are engulfed with Taylor Swift and, and all that. You don't like the fluffy stuff. If it's something you know, that you fluffy. find a little entertaining, then that's good. Yeah. But you don't like the, the surface. Jay-Z was a little bit entertaining. I wouldn't be doing a story about his wife or his child's gender reveal or, you know, yeah. fifth birthday party. Like, my groin gets tight when you talk about Will Smith and Jada Pinkett. <laughs> but I but I can endure that because there is a little intrigue there. But, you know, then you can carry... I'll give you an example. Here are the typical headlines that you'll hear on other stations' morning shows. Roll that. Now on the Rick Stacy Show, who gives a shit? Headlines. Jada Pinkett Smith is trying to write another book with Will Smith. Who gives a shit? American actor and singer Zac Efron turned 36 last week. Well, happy freaking shit. <laughs> Kelly Osbourne has lost too much weight after giving birth to her baby. Who gives a shit? Nicki Minaj drops for all the barbs. Freestyle. Shit. Chris Jenner might take Meghan Markle into the Kardashian world. 
Good luck, stupid sh**. This has been Who Gives a <laughs> The Sunny Update. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. All right, Crazy Talk brought to you by All Electric Services. What is the most expensive thing that you have? What? Something that costs you money. Redditors are weighing in. People are weighing in on the most expensive thing they have. The boat. Well, I mean, the house? Uh, yeah, and my, I'll go... My kid, <laughs> he's expensive. Yeah, that's kids true. are expensive. I would say the house is is literally the most expensive thing. Next would be the boat. Um, somebody said here, uh, I have a donated liver, so that's pretty expensive. Like the liver they have currently in their body was d- donated from somebody else. But you had to pay for oh, the operation. I'm sure you had to pay. Somebody for Somebody said their college degree. Yeah, that can happen. Someone said, excluding house and car, I have a Jordan rookie card that I got when I was a kid. When I had to buy baseball cards because they ran out of baseball cards. I don't know uh, the exact amount, but he said when he, the last time he got it, what's the word, praise, uh, praised? Praised. Was, it was ten worth 10 grand. Wow. Ooh. I got Pokemon cards. You know, I got to pull those out. I know. I, you I keep telling are you sitting this. on a gold mine. You're like, oh, yeah. Every time I you also, pull out one of those memorabilia worth millions, you're like, oh, yeah, I got a bunch of those somewhere in my closet. Right. I don't know. Here you are coming about, to work every day. What about those Beanie Babies? My wife has got an entire Depends if they're originals case. Yeah. or... Yeah, what do you mean originals? Well, I think so, you might have missed the boat because they did drop in value for a while, didn't they? Yeah. The, the Beanie Baby market's down? It just depends, yeah. Well, for a while it was hot. Remember the people were like having to split them up like little Beanie Baby by Beanie mm. Baby and divorces and stuff because their collections oh. were so vast. Uh, I, got, I got one Furby. I don't think that's I think people are trying anymore. to get rid of those yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody said my Xbox console, my wedding ring, mm. uh, a record collection I have, my wife, <laughs> um, my teeth. I can attest to that. I could have bought a house for the amount of money that's in my mouth. All this, I just had bad genetics when it came to teeth. And so I've had braces twice, wisdom teeth pulled. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven crowns. Oh, God. I'm a princess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get a load of this. What? <clears throat> There, uh, the Federal Reserve says that the mean net worth of the average standard American household, this is from 2022, so this was last year, adjusted for inflation was a million dollars. Oh, no way. The standard American household is now a millionaire, according to this. The median You're measure, not a millionaire. But this is what it says. I'm just reading you. Yeah. It says uh, the median measure looks a little more realistic because the typical American household was worth 192,000 last year. So they said that was a gain of 37 percent over three years. And they said the secret is owning a home that ups your yeah. But if you own the home, the bank owns owns the home. Yeah. So you know. That's and thing. plus, and the thing in America that's so wonderful is that uh, property taxes is like you, you don't own the home. Even if you paid for the mm-hmm. house, you don't own the home. Property taxes Stop playing your property tax. See what happens. Yeah, yeah isn't that funny? It's a joke. It's yeah. an never, absolute joke. You never really get to keep anything, do you? The average net worth of homeowners was 1.53 million in 2022, compared to 155,000 for renters. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, because if you you know, if you add up all your crap and... and uh, it's considered an asset. Yeah. But it's still, even if you owe it, it's fake. It's if you add up all your crap, it may add up to a few hundred thousand dollars. And then if you have a house, you're getting close. But, it's, I, but it's not it's not real. I yeah. know people that have completely paid off their house, which must be nice. 
but they still mm-hmm. have to pay, you know, you still have to pay taxes and stuff like that. And you still have to pay HOA and you still have to pay insurance and all that, but yeah. they don't have the actual payment for the mortgage anymore, which must be glorious. Yeah, money's a very convoluted game. Like, I met a few people that are, you know, bazillionaires, and they're like, oh, no, I don't actually have this money liquid. I just have an unlimited credit card, you know, but I have a $3 million payment. Wow. So, like, a lot of those people that you feel rich, you know, yeah, it's in, like, assets or stuff like that, and then they just have a lot of good credit. Well, I also know a lot of people that are what's called house poor, which means they have a humongous house, a mansion, fancy cars, but they can't afford to do anything else because of all the payments on the cars in the house. Yeah, I got a buddy like that. He's like, check out my new place. I'm like, this is beautiful. Look at your view. Where's your furniture? <laughs> can't like, well, afford it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, got a, I got a lawn chair and a TV. <laughs> my grandfather always told me, my grandfather always said, live under your means. That's how you always have more money. Don't live at your means. Don't live over your means. My grandfather only had a seventh grade education, fought in World War II, but street smart. He had more common sense than anybody I ever met. And he would always say that. He'd say, live below your means. When you do that, you have like more money. There's so many people that want to show off and get a house and go, oh, I have all this money. Let me put it all into this one thing. Mm-hmm. If I was living below my means, I'd be living in Rick's garage. I have a story. I'll do it tomorrow, but I, I got a story. It's relative of what your means are, actually. Yeah. Go got a story. I'll do it tomorrow because it's 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 what you do when you save your money in the bank. What they do with it is it's going to make your head crack open. <sighs> Should I be freezing it <laughs> nice and I putting it under my mattress? Skeletal. Uh, that's what I thought. Immediately, I went. I was just having stacking take, cash because I'm weird dude, about it. Take ten grand. Let's say you saved up ten thousand in the bank. The okay. bank doesn't have the ten thousand. The bank takes that money and turns it into a hundred thousand from Fed loans. They use that money for collateral against a loan from the federal government. Then they take that and make it a hundred thousand. They take that hundred thousand and put it in T bills. Oh, you sent me this the and other day. It, I, I was looking at this and I'm like, uh, those bastards. Yeah, they're investing your money to make money then, off of your money. And then you get zero 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 no point zero 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 one interest on your on your uh, own money. On your savings account. Oh come on. They're I mean it's your fault. It's yeah. our fault. It's my fault. It's like I want to take my money out of the bank. But then but then what? I don't know. Like, it's not our fault, well, stupid. I'm better, I'm better putting the money into Coca-Cola, even yep. though it's not growing, or some other company that's steady and growing a percent or two a year than having it in the bank. Yeah, that happened to a friend of mine. She's like, my 401k is worth less. And I'm like, is your company matching your 401k with stock? But the stock price is it's dropping and down. you're losing the, like, pull that money out. Stop putting into there. You'll well, have more cash at the end of the day. I disagree with you on that, but okay. Well, I mean, for some stuff. No, because stuff, stocks generally grow. They just do. Uh, generally. I mean, do you know, I mean, take it 20 years ago, the, the Dow exchange was the, the was was what, 10,000? And now it's yeah. like, what, 30? What is it? Yeah, I, I mean, don't over even the course of years. But that's also, you know, a, a combination of a lot of stuff, too. And you have, you know, bigger companies that traditionally do well, sure. But if you work for a little subsidiary and, you know, Joe Schmo Incorporated, well, our stock price is at a steady 70 cents. You know who dabbles in stocks? That shocked the hell out of me. And Ooh. I never knew this before. It's always somebody. Yeah. No, remember the other day we were talking about things that people in your family and, and significant others do that you ne- didn't know about until after you were married? My husband. Does stocks? You don't yeah. know about My it? man. I, no, I, I, I know about it now, but... I forget what the situation was, and we we were. I was like, okay, well, we need money for this, this, and this. And he's like, I got it. And I'm like, what do you mean you got it? I oh mean, he's yeah, Colombian. So the joke is like, I got it. Don't worry about it. But we would I'm always like, speculate where he was getting that from. Hello, I got the yayo. Right. 
<laughs> so the joke, I'm Italian, he's Colombian, so that's the joke in the film. But at the same time, I'm, he's like, oh, well, you know, I did a little, I, I dabble in the stocks. I'm like, you dabble in stocks? Who are you? What? And he was like, no, I do. And and I remember his show, he's like, no. And it was- <laughs> How do you not know? I have no idea. So What's he what doing you, when you're here? Yeah, what kind of wife about? are you? You don't go through his wallet? No, I'm a very trusting. I don't go through his phone. I don't go through his wallet. I know. Oh, you got to check in his email. You what are you doing? Start doing some work here. What are you here? talking about? He's like, oh, yeah. And so, so I guess the stock was up. And he, and he Call him up. I need some tips. He, he's at work. Uh, it's not illegal to embezzle from your own husband, is it? No, I would never. I mean, what's his is mine, basically. But he was at, look, the, the, the problem was solved. What's his is mine. Yeah, and what's mine is his. Except for my toothbrush, apparently. He gets really mad when he uses toothbrush. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Hold on. So what What kind of, st- what are we talking about I here? I guess he was, he had There's money in some stocks. net worth of what? It wasn't a ton, but it was enough. I mean, he, he had money in stocks and I guess the stocks were up and he sold and he got money. And I was like, all right, okay, go on with your bad self. <laughs> so there wow. you go. Interesting. I mean, it works when it works. Didn't notice she had new fortune teller clothing on. <laughs> Our marriage is very different from this marriage that I'm about to tell you about. Oh, God, this is unbelievable. What? Okay, you ready? Um, brace yourselves. Here we go. It's not stupid, never boring. Jill true crime stories. The now victim, it's juicy. All the right. victim is covered in blood. <gasps> from an apparent bullet wound in the side of his head and has been stripped down to his boxer shorts with his hands tied in what appears to be a brutal execution. Oh, no. Ramon Sosa and his wife Lula met back in 2007 in a Texas nightclub, and he never could have imagined a few years later that he'd be forced to fake his own death to escape her evil plan. Now, they're they're, uh, Puerto Rican or Cuban? They're Cuban, Cuban, I think. So, I guess... What had happened was they got married. He did, he was doing this whole interview because they were like, okay, he tours now. He wrote a book. Um, he said, I had to fake my own death, real life soap opera, because my wife agreed to pay a hitman $14,000 to have me murder, murdered rather than just <gasps> divorce me. Now, she... Oh. she they're, they're obviously divorced now. Um, so he said, on our wedding day, Lulu's mom hugged me. This is the wife. And whispered, she's your problem now. He said, oh, I, no. I thought it was a joke, but in fact, it's rather chilling for things to come. Uh, she was granted U.S. citizenship and uh, when she married him. They opened a gym together, basically. He said the first three years of marriage was the honeymoon period. They lived this blissful happiness. And then after that, some of the cracks started to show. Lulu would criticize me if I asked about the gym's financial situation. Uh, that was the side business. She handled the money part of the gym, right? Mm. He said she had ex- developed expensive taste for clothes and handbags. She'd become a lady who lunched, spending money on posh clothing, mm-hmm. hanging out with rich pals. And then she started spreading rumors that I had a drinking problem and I was abusive to her. <gasps> then she demanded a divorce. She served me with papers. He thought it was very ruthless. And then one of his friends came in and gave him a shocking claim. He explained that his friend was walking past the gym's office and he overheard his wife talking to her daughter that was hiring a hitman from Mexico to chop him into pieces. One particular day or evening, uh, I was I had a, I got a call from a friend of mine uh, named Mundo. He was also a member of the business that we owned, which was a boxing gym. And he stayed behind this this particular evening and happened to walk by 
my office in the gym and Lulu was there talking to her daughter uh, and they were talking about a man supposedly or some young man that was in the gym that had family in Mexico that chopped up people or killed people for money and Mundo just happened to walk by and overheard the conversation uh, and later on that evening he walked up to Lulu he asked if he was about me and Lulu said yeah I'm just tired of him I wish that we just take him away or go away so he did the pistol sign like this like hey look you know you talking about like this like take him away like this and she said yeah take him away like that and that's when it all started so obviously, well, she confessed to the other employee. Right, she's an idiot. Uh, and it, it gets dumber. So, I mean, not that you're rooting for her, but so he obviously had to get some help from the FBI and the cops. The authorities brought in their own undercover police officer and staged uh, 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 a scene where they were have Lulu talk to him, the undercover cop, and have conversations back and forth, detailing how they were planning to kill me. And that's how it all went down. So in order to catch her, they had to do something pretty drastic. And this was all the idea of the cops. There we go. So the police came up with this plan that they were going to kill me and and actually show her a picture of me dead and get her reactions. And that's what happened. They they dug up a, a, a shallow grave. And they took me there with uh, makeup already. They they had somebody put some makeup on me, uh, like a bullet wound on the side of my head, and took pictures of me. Uh, The undercover cop showed her the picture of me dead, and and then the way she reacted is another shilling moment, how she started raising her hand, and she was laughing and even asked the officer, uh, he's not getting up, right? He's dead. And he said, yeah, he's dead, you know? Whoa. Yeah, she started Get laughing when the undercover here. hitman, he was obviously a cop posing as the hitman, right. shows her the pictures and she starts laughing. And then here's where it gets worse. So then Lulu handed the hitman $2,000. It was supposed to be 14 and she was like, I'm having some cash flow problems, so I'll, I'll pay you later for the rest. And um, what was so crazy was his kids and his parents, everybody had to think he was dead. He had to go stash away in a hotel room, I think, for like a month. And he couldn't use the internet. He, his parents had to believe he was dead. His kids had to believe he was dead if they were going to pull it off. It yeah, absolutely. So, oh, my gosh, she gets busted. Obviously, here's her punishment. Okay. Hit it. She received 20 years for solicitation to capital murder. My life will never be the same. What happened to me, there was also physical, emotional, and even financial abuse. I was afraid, not afraid, but I was just, you know, I didn't want to go to the, to the authorities with problems like that. First of all, because I didn't think I was going to be believed. I mean, here I am, an ex-professional boxer. I teach people how to fight for a living, and I'm going to the police because I can't handle this 120-pound lady that's having issues with me or... And what she was looking for, it was for me to retaliate. Yeah, so that she could, so get this. So he went to the, the hearing. He oh, went to the courtroom. Oh, that's why she probably told dude. So he, he was at the courtroom and he said in front of everybody how he forgave her because he needed some kind of closure. He said she never looked at him. She never apologized. And like he said, she was jailed for 20 years. You ready for this kicker? Oh, no. Do you want to get the dun, dun, dun? Oh, no. Okay, well, go ahead. Since then, she has been released for good behavior. No, are you kidding me? You're kidding me. She's only served. She only served seven years. You gotta be kidding me. Tune in again for more bad people doing crime things 
with Jill Bucko. I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Are you the stupidest person alive? Stupid news with Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Alrighty then. Uh, if you're planning a trip to Vegas, you may want to listen to this first. Uh, what's going on here? I don't know. All right, here we go. Bedbugs aren't back. And I don't want them crawling on me. Yeah, we had a bed bug, uh, bed bug problem here in Florida. Now it's in Vegas, big time. Big time bed bug. Thousands and thousands of rooms expected uh, to be containing bed bugs when you get there to whatever reason you're going to go there. In August, Nexstars, KLAS, obtained records from the Southern Nevada Health District showing bed bugs are running rampant throughout hotels in Vegas, Uh-oh. especially on the Strip. Circus Circus, Caesars Palace, Planet Hollywood, Palazzo, Bellagio, Tropicana, MGM, Grand, Sahara, you name it. The list is about 100 long. Contain bed bugs that can go home with you. They did a three-day inspection blitz. And Ooh. found that pretty much 90% of the hotels, especially the MGM was the worst, reported bed bugs. Pass- uh, passengers. Um, occupants would uh, tell the front desk and then, of course, they would try to hide it. But the reporting went to the health department and finally they did a little surprise visit. <gasps> yep. Bed bugs are insidious, man. I, They're and they worse. spread so fast. Oh, my gosh. So oh, gross. Did uh, Paris... Paris is still crawling with them. Yeah, the Paris that, is having was, a real big problem. It's, it's every city right before the Olympics. <laughs> before they host the Olympics, it's always a gigantic bed bug outbreak. Why is that? I don't know, but they always work real hard to cover it up. Please come. We know you want to see people shot put or whatever that is. All right, in the UK, 28-year-old Christian Monrail has been put in the slammer after spitting on a paramedic. Monrail reportedly oh. called 999, which is our 911. He called for an ambulance, claiming he had been stabbed outside of a supermarket. When the first responders arrived at the scene, he admitted there was nothing going on. He just wanted to ride home. Okay. When the ambulance team refused, Monrail let the loogie fly. He was arrested on suspicion of assaulting an emergency worker with boogers. Oh. Now they're suspicious of it, or did he do it? <laughs> no, he did it. I mean, boogers are. Well, well they arrest him on suspicion. Just arrest him for it. Okay, as uh, soothing as it might sound, music by Celine Dion is blaring through a loudspeaker. Anita Baker is the mayor of really is the Anita mayor Baker. of Peoria, the new in New Zealand. She says the small town is being plagued by a subculture of music enthusiasts who attach dozens of industrial loudspeakers, loud hailers as they're called there, and sirens, and then compete to have the loudest and clearest sounds. Okay. The result is a town filled with people being kept awake at night as these people cruise around town showing off their loudspeakers. But unlike the United States, where all you hear is boom, 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 right. boom, 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 shakes my house. I feel like it would be nice and refreshing. They play music by Celine Dion and drive by your house. I'm okay with that. I'm not. I'd rather hear the boom, boom. I like it. Listen, just let it go. Just listen. Give into it, Rick. Uh, let it take you away. I think it's funny that the mayor is Anita Baker. <laughs> right? <laughs> She's probably like, no one's going to play anything from me? Or... <sighs> oh, look, there she is on the boat. I love her. All right, there's a store in Paris. It's uh, getting a lot of uh, social media attention, a lot of people talking about it. For one day last month, they ran a little promotion. You can steal whatever you want in the store if you can outrun their sprinter. He's an Olympian, Miba Michael Zazizi. I mean, who's not going to try that, right? Yeah, I give it a shot. He runs the 100-meter dash in under 10 seconds. Now, if you can grab whatever you want out of the store and outrun him, you got it. (laughs) 
Yeah. I mean, technically, that's true for any police chase. <laughs> so well, uh, okay, but the, this would be a legal way, I guess. Yeah. Out of the uh, the PR stunt, out of the 76 customers ran out of the shop with merch in hand, only two were able to get away with free stuff. And that was really more because of a technical difficulty they had. One woman was crossing the intersection as they ran, and the Olympian stopped for her. You know, so one other intersection was busy with traffic. The person who stole the property kept going through the traffic, you know, like they do jumping over the hoods and stuff, and he wouldn't do that either. So mm. he would have caught all of them. Ooh. Yeah. That's, a, that's pretty cool, though. That's a, yeah. See, that's a great promotion. He's probably like, you know how often I have to run every day now? I'm exhausted. I'm supposed right? to work security so I can relax. <laughs> Finally, organ transplants and blood transfusion are undoubtedly lifesavers. Last year, around 4,600 people in Britain received organ transplants and nearly 200,000 gallons of blood in transfusions. But now some scientists are starting to ask whether something unexpected may be transmitted at the same time you're getting your organ or your transfusion. Yeah. Memory, both in terms of cell transmitting human memory or human memory itself. That's right, individual cells carry memories of damaging disease traits. They have been well-publicized stories of people who have had organ transplants describing how suddenly they're expecting they experience personality changes. What, of the person they got the blood from? Oh, yeah, developing tastes they never had before for the stuff or whatever it is. Well, I hear it normally for like, um, like people get like a limb transplant or something like that. Or they get like a, an organ transplant yep, yep. and they'll have that. But I never heard it for like blood transfusion. Well, this lady had a lung transplant. She's 47 from the U.S. And something she never did before, she got a craving for beer and fried chicken. Uh, get out of here. That stuff is wild to me. Uh, yeah. So is there like, I, mean, I suppose it is DNA in there. What's... And that kind of like holds your entire genetic code and pattern for how you be. What's the movie with, I forget her, I, I can't remember her name, and I can't remember the name of the movie, so I'm a huge help right now, but she gets an eye, a cornea transplant. Oh, the horror movie, which she sees the, um, the like, because it was, yeah, it was like a victim so, of a murder, yeah. and she keeps seeing the death or something? So the murderer, oh. the murderer, this guy was a serial killer, and he obviously, I guess, was an organ donor, and they gave whatever like, organs, let's say eyes, uh, heart, kidney to different people but then like his spear comes back and kills all the people that got his organs and she's like the last one and she's got his cornea and she keeps seeing vision like she was blind born blind and now she's got his cornea so she can see certain things but whenever she opens her eyes she sees these flashbacks of him like Doing when he killed killings? people oh god i can't What's, remember the name of it oh i want to see that it's a good movie oh dude. wow well interesting there huh Hello, I am a vampire. People wonder if blood transfusions can transfer personalities. Well, I just sucked the blood of a woman named Karen. Now, I keep asking for the manager. <laughs> I have been waiting here for 15 minutes. This is unacceptable. How dare they treat me like this? They have just lost my business. Anyway, I think I'm going to visit Home Goods to buy a live, laugh, love sign and hang it over my coffin. <laughs> I've also had this same haircut for 700 years. I think it's time to do a bleach and bob. Hey, hang on a minute. I see a man entering my building who I don't believe lives here. I'm calling the cops. Police, police. 
The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Another hour of the fun stuff on deck. On 105.9 Sunny FM. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. And the update is brought to you by Fair and Fair. Okay, I don't know why this is not being told on the news to you. Yeah. But I don't see it anywhere. We're being attacked. And we're being attacked by Iran proxies. We really are. In Yemen... There's been a bunch of missiles hurled at U.S. ships. They've had to knock them down with, you know, their missile knocker downer. And uh, there's nothing on the news about it. U.S. officials announced yesterday that American troops in the Middle East have been attacked 14 times in the last week. Did you hear anything about it anywhere? No, I have not. See, they don't want, they don't want to say this is Iran behind Hamas and all these other mini terrorist groups like the Islamic Jihad, the ones that... You know, misfired that missile that hit the parking lot next to that hospital that Ilian Omar and Rashida still think was done by the Israelis, even though they know it wasn't and they're out there lying about it. So I don't know what is the apprehension with this, but all this is coming from Iran. The U.S. Department of Defense spokesman, Air Force Brigadier General Pat Ryder, explained that between August 17th and 24th, American troops in Iraq were attacked 10 times. During the same time, those other ones, 14 times. As of Monday's briefing, a senior defense official said that they expect to see a significant escalation of attacks against American troops. Now, the thing is, we're not firing back. What is going on here? Can you please? What's going on? Don't tell me it's restraint. You see, here's here's what our current Pentagon doesn't get. And who am I to say that, right? Rick, you just had gotten the radio station with two other boobs. Yeah. I get that. But you see, there's something called common sense. You got to understand, these people don't think like we do. Mm-hmm. People in Iran, Iraq, the governments there and the terrorists they back don't think like we do. They're like the bully at the school. And I learned my biggest lesson in life with my dad, Cuban, you know, five foot four, but he might as well have been seven foot tall. You know, I was being picked on by somebody. I'll never forget him, Ralph. Aww. And he told me, you got to take care of this. And I was pretty much forced to take care of it. But you know what? It worked. Yeah. That's what I just said yesterday. When a bully's picking on you, if you beat the crap out of them, they stop pushing you around. Funny thing, it didn't take a crap beating. I punched them once. I Luckily, I landed it. I mean, it was just luck because, you know. And uh, and that was it. It was peace for the rest of my school years. See? Yeah. It was. And that's what these people are like. I know, but that's violence. And violence begets violence. Yeah, no. It's like prison, though. you got to stand up for yourself or everybody mm-hmm. takes advantage of you. We live, in yeah. an, we, li- we live with other humans. We're not perfect. I think you could find them in the Bible, and they're not perfect 3.0 or something. But I mean, <laughs> isn't wow. that it? But no, but I mean, we really, I said it yesterday, we, we live in a world where we all have guns at each other's heads. Mm-hmm. It's the reality of it. You're never going to end that because... All of us think differently, and sometimes we get together in these little corners of the world like we have here in the U.S., and we think everything's like this, and it's not. In other corners of the world, they're barbaric. You just had a great example of it, October 7th, Hamas, barbaric. So the media here in this country, the Pentagon, and uh, our leaders think we have to appease these people. When you appease a bully, what does he do the next day? He does it again. Kicks the living crap at you again and takes more of your money. Some men aren't looking for anything logical, like money. They can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. Yeah, 
That's actually right. Yeah. Now, Nicole Wallace is uh, one of the lead racists over at MSNBC. <laughs> she was on, the, on there yesterday talking about Trump. And yeah, this is all about get Trump. But in it, you can see what I'm talking about. Here's what she said about Trump. A broad coalition of Americans realizes that if Donald Trump were president right now, the world would be a much, much more dangerous place with okay. the Middle East on a on a hair trigger, um, with threats of violence at home, with Jewish American communities, with Muslim American communities terrified right now. The country probably couldn't handle a Trump presidency. No, more likely is the story that this wouldn't be happening if Trump were president. Example one. I said, now we got to go and we got to knock the out of these people. We've got to do it. We've got to do it. And that's right. I'd blow up the pipes. I'd blow up the refi. I'd blow up every single inch. There would be nothing left. And you know what? Somebody criticized me the other day because they asked me what I do. And I said, I'm going to bomb the shit out of them. Yeah, it's true. I don't care. I don't care. They've got to be stopped. It crossed a lot of lines for me. When you kill innocent children, innocent babies, babies, little babies. Yep. See, that's what they understand. And yeah. people like Nicole Wallace and uh, our new military leadership that's more concerned with these they, them pronouns and, mm. and uh, you know, people in office that can't go out there and say Hamas did a, ter- a barbaric thing and, and killed and, and maimed and chopped babies' heads off. They can't say that. If they say anything close to that, they have to, you know, follow it with, but, you know, the Palestinians, you know, and the Hamas, you know, they got to, you know... I mean, it's sickening to watch, but Trump actually, and during Trump's reign, <laughs> reign, for four years, he he uh, actually got done one of the most important peace treaties in history in the yeah. Middle East. He also moved the capital to Jerusalem. Every president from Bush on up, Obama, all of them promised to do. They never had the guts to do it. Yeah. Bullies respond to strength, and that's what we had. We don't have it anymore. We have no strength now. We're the laughing stock of the world. We really are. You know, when Hamas sees what's going on in our universities and the kids, uh, you know, protesting and backing them up, uh, they laugh. Mm-hmm. They laugh. There was a there was a person from Hamas yesterday sitting on his couch laughing with his friends on TV about how he single-handedly killed 10 Jews with his hands. Yeah, he oh, called, that was messed up. Yeah, yeah, he, he called, called their parents? family. He called the parents and well, told them. Well, it was them. his parents. No, he called the he victim's called, family. He had their cell phones, the people he killed. He called their parents. He called the to, victim's families and was bragging about how they killed their kids. Sidewinder missile right to the face. It's just incredible. But that, but that's what the mentality here is killing. Our, we're shooting ourselves in the foot. Oh, you're just, you're just backing the Zionists. All right. We have other problems, too. A mo- Why does this keep happening? The mother is accused of leaving her toddler and baby in a running vehicle while she went inside a West Melbourne bar and a drink. Great. Huh? Jamie Lee Gunn, 33. Hey, you hear, that? you hear your name? I want all your friends to hear your name. Jamie Lee Gunn. 33 was arrested Sunday after cops noticed an SUV parked outside Penny Annie's Bar on Minton Road with a two-year-old and an eight-month-old sleeping inside. When Gunn learned law enforcement was outside with their vehicle, she was more concerned about going to jail than the welfare of the kids. That's messed up. Right? It's crazy. Uh, why, why, why are people got to be like that, you know? You ever work for a really, really, really hard-ass, disgusting, unfair boss? Yep. Uh huh. I did. <laughs> I worked for a tyrant at one time. The did guy you really? was a tyrant. Oh yeah, I learned a lot from him. Yeah. But um, 
anyway, that's why I'm bringing up Representative Sheila Jackson Lee. Uh-oh, what's she do? Sheila Jackson Lee is in Congress right now, but she's also running for mayor of Houston. According to the Houston Chronicle, the 95-second clip you're about to hear um, is no surprise to the employees of Miss Jackson Lee. She's often viewed as demanding, sharp-talking, a front-runner in Houston's open mayoral race. And she's accused of berating her employees. Somebody caught her on the cell phone, and I guess one of the employees had enough. I'll help you through this. It's a little hard to understand because, as you can imagine, this is a cell phone in somebody's pocket that's on record. Okay. Mm. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But this is her. She's talking to one of her employees because he screwed up a scheduling event. He scheduled two things on top of each other. So- What happens? Here's the representative Jackson Lee with the tongue lashing. I don't want you to do a damn thing. Okay, I want you to, you know, get your arrangements straight. I want you to, you know, this is the kind of standards I want. Go on. So some stupid other mother did it, and I don't have the information. Nobody sent me the information. I need to uh, ensure my um, schedule, and, uh, you know, if, if Boo-Boo did it, Shab did it, face did it, and nobody knows what Right, so she's talking about her opponent, and now he got to step up on her because he screwed up the schedule, blah, Ooh. blah, blah. Yeah, and now it gets worse. Okay, nothing. I gave it to you, okay? So when I called Jerome, he only sitting up there like a fat-ass, stupid idiot. <gasps> oh, whoa. Did she just call her a fat-ass idiot? Yeah, yeah, she did. She said, and you just acted like a fat-ass, stupid idiot. Talking about uh, what the he doesn't know, okay? Both of y'all are up the now she's yelling at both of them. Oh. It's the worst that I could have ever had put together. Mm. You two damn big ass children. Idiots. Serve no damn purpose. Thank you. You two effing idiots serve no damn purpose. Oh my God. Did they quit? I hope they quit. <laughs> no, they didn't quit. Ain't managing nobody. Nobody's respecting them. Nobody gives a shit about what you're doing. And you ain't doing shit. <laughs> Get your ass over there right now and straighten it out. And this is an Yeah, I know. It so goes what on. Did they, what, Holy what, cow. Did anything happen to her or no? Yeah, she gave an apology. Well, pfft, I'm right. sorry that they were being little just about it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much is what she said. And she said that I hope people realize the things I've done for Houstonians and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I just like, just my She sounds like a lovely person to work for. Yeah, she says her, her congressional team is doing a fine job. She's very demanding and she designates tasks, but she wants to have them uh, completed properly. Blah, 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 blah. 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 Blah, blah. Yeah. Wow, what a jerk. Right? You can't yeah. find a nice corporate way of saying you suck? Yeah, she said, this is one of the quotes now. I didn't play it for you because I didn't edit that one. It says, she proceeds to refer to him. This is the main guy, J- um, J- Jamal. What did she call him? <laughs> Another staffer, you're just effed up and effing a-hole. What? And two GD big-ass children, both of you, you <laughs> effing idiots. <laughs> you both serve no... GD purpose. Oh my gosh. Who's going to stay working for somebody like that? They do it, man. They do it. Yeah, are you quitting after that or? All right, let's cleanse. I just the- would have hung up in the middle of the call and been like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to pay it enough. Bye. No, no, that was live. They were, she was talking to them to their face. That's a phone that was in somebody's oh. pocket. Yeah. I would have walked away. Oh, I'm thinking this is a long, angry voicemail. Yeah. I, no, I thought she was on the telephone with No, them. no, no. She's telling them off face to face. All right, let's cleanse the Holy room here cow. with a little holiness, shall we? All right. The Holy Bible is back on school shelves in one Florida county, Volusia. It was um, pulled for review because it contained 
what, what did it contain? Oh, so, sexually explicit content. This is what somebody did just to be a jackass because they were like, oh, you want to pull all the books? You want to ban books because of you know sexual content? Well, the Bible has sexual content. Why don't we just pull the Bible? I mean, it does, but... Well, Hannah Hager at Spruce Creek High School uh, led a petition to keep the Bible in school. She gathered more than a thousand signatures. It was kind of shocking that they would even think about taking a historical piece of evidence for history classes or literature out of the reach and out of the curriculum. Hager said both Hager and Quinn spoke at the Tuesday school board meeting during public comment, and now the Bible is back in school. But you yeah. said, is there a caveat to it, though? They can't, uh, they have to... No, well, before when they, it says it right there, before when they pulled it, they were like, if you have a holy Bible in your classroom, you can't have it uh, to where students have access to it. So they had to pull it. Or if they had it in their room, they had to keep it away from the kids. Um, but then they they reinstated it. I think it's the only book that they reinstated due to that. What's it called? It's like, um, it's it has to do with the separation of church and state, but it's called the Lemon something something. I forget I the name know. of it. The Lemon Law? I thought that was for cars. That's for cars. No, no, no. It's something, uh, it's the Lemon something and... Basically, it says you're not supposed to promote any specific religion, but you can't oh, prohibit it either. Yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's one of those where like you have to have like the Torah and the Quran too. Probably. Well, I know you fine. I know your answer to choose your news here, but uh, I'll ask it anyway. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for a different one, but <clears throat> here are the stories. See Led Zeppelin's Robert Plant sing "Stairway to Heaven" at 75 years old, hasn't done it for 16 years, or woman comes home from vacation to Atlanta and her house is gone. <sighs> Ooh, uh, when I got audio, I know you want the Led Zeppelin because you have audio for it. That's okay. No, no, you pick them. Which one you want? Jill, you go first. I'd re- I want to hear about the lady with the house. Yeah, I was gonna say that's as much I as mean, I enjoy Led just, Zeppelin. Why don't you just do both? I'll just do. No, both. no, I'll do the lady with the house. Tall down that checks house. She's mighty angry and suing the ass, no doubt. <laughs> So, I just can't imagine this happening to any one of us. I mean, imagine how you would feel if that was you. This is just an insane story. Well, she's trying to figure out what to do now. She came home from vacation. Now, mind you, she doesn't live in the house. It's a property she owns. It was willed to her. She's got it. It's a quarter acre. It's an old house. It's boarded up. It's clean, though. It's it's a landscape. They keep it clean. It's just, some, you know, she has it. She doesn't live in it. She doesn't need to live in it. She's got her own house. But it was willed to her, some family thing. Susan Hodgson comes home from vacation, and she checks her house every once in a while. She'd like to someday feel Fix it up so it can be rented out. Well, guess what? She ain't going to be doing that anymore because it was demolished. I'm just left with a big old mess. A big old mess. Did you hire somebody to tear your house down next door to me that's been boarded up for about 15 years? That's what the neighbor called her and told her. And I said, uh, no. 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 She said, well, there's somebody over here just demolished the whole house. They demolished. tore the whole house down. They demolished the whole demolished. house. Yeah, it's a new word. Uh, never demolished anything, I don't think. Uh, you didn't know. Hodgson says the workers got nasty. He told her to shut up and mind her own business. <laughs> so she sent a family member over. She said, well, look, I want to see a permit or something. And he said, okay. Uh, he pulls it out and he says, oh. I'm at the wrong address. Oh. And just oh, packs no. everything up and leaves, and the house is deported. Down, gone. It's demolished and it's deported. Oh. <laughs> uh, can you deport it? I don't know, but it's just a big pile of wood, and they left and they never got back to her. They won't answer the phone. Are you kidding me? We keep me? it boarded, covered, the grass cut, um, you know, the yards cleaned up. 
uh, taxes paid. Mm -hmm. Hudson says she hasn't heard anything from the company responsible. You call it, we haul it, and it's based in <laughs> Atlanta. Oh. It's just hard to believe that somebody just thinks they can got the right just to come up and tear something up and just walk away from it and leave it and no come back say I'm sorry I, you know I'll, what do y'all need to do to fix this you know it's an accident and now oh it's just a dump, a rumbled mess the whole house is just deported in the just crushed in yeah <laughs> deported all down the checks sent back to the house <laughs> it's all she's mighty angry and suing the ass no doubt I can't imagine yeah so she's thinking of suing but uh thinking yeah. of it I'd already have you 18 lawyers on the case yeah that's a win well, the house was demolished and deported. <laughs> to what country? Destroyed? I don't know. It's stuff Rick finds while surfing on the internet. On the internet. On the internet. He may spend too much time on the internet, but he finds something strange and new each day. Blank, blank. All right, what do you want to start with? Dumb Halloween or something else? Uh, the Halloween one's kind of fitting for lot. now. Uh, you know, it's this time of year where everyone will come out. Everyone that wants to virtue signal and go, here's the things you can't be for Halloween. Oh, boy. Here oh. we go. What's up, guys? With Halloween coming up, I'm going to go over some costumes that you should avoid. Uh, I can't wait to watch this person go on a power trip telling me what I can and can't do. Native American anything, okay? Just l- throw that out. Avoid anything regarding the G-slur, which I'll put up because I'm not going to Gypsy. say it. Just get away from it. What is it? Gypsy. She wouldn't say the word Gypsy. You so cannot she, she say said, gypsy on the she radio. She said G slur. I won't say it out loud. I didn't know gypsy was a slur, but okay. What kind of brain aneurysm did you have that you come up with that's offensive? Okay. Keep going. For the love of God, please don't dress up as a Mexican man, woman, anything like that. Don't even think about dressing up as a geisha. Please leave sugar skulls alone. Why can't you be a geisha? I guess it's offensive to, to who? the Asian culture, maybe? Okay. I don't know. Do not buy this I don't know about y'all, but this whole video makes me want to dress up in the costumes that she's showing. Now, look, you personally can choose to be offended by whatever you want. You can go through life getting offended by the wind. That's fine. I don't care. But you're not the spokesperson for every single culture on what is appropriate and what isn't. And frankly, nobody is. Culture is meant to be shared because we are all human. I think sometimes we forget that. How big does your ego have to be to sit there and tell other people that they can't appreciate culture or have fun with it because you deem it offensive? Not to mention, there's nothing to be offended about. Why is it offensive if somebody dresses up like a different culture? Why? Now, this may not be the case, but in my experience, anytime I've come across somebody who gets offended over things like this, they're so filled with like vitriolic hate towards one specific group of people that they want to dictate how they live their lives. It has nothing to actually do with wearing the costume and everything to do with how you perceive the people who are wearing it. Wear what you want for Halloween and have fun with it, okay? Nobody cares. It's not that serious. <laughs> Agreed. All right, I got this next one for Smokestack. Uh, this Ooh. is, you know, just one of those videos that floats around the internets. But um, this is a guy, and you know what? He's 100% correct on this. He's talking about, uh, you know, we get up early, we go to work, you do the same thing, and he does too. I get up at 4.45 in the morning, and I don't see a sign of the government anywhere. Every single day for eight and a half hours, I exchange my time for labor. I don't see the government anywhere, except for on Thursdays. Thursdays, I get my paycheck. That's when the government shows up. That's when they feel they are entitled to split half of the currency I made for trading my time, my skills, my labor. This goes on throughout the year where I'm responsible to keep records of all of this. At the end of the year, it's my responsibility to prepare all that documentation for them to review it. They then determine 
if their cut was large enough. If I don't meet their schedule, I face fines, fees, or the threat of being locked up in one of their cells. I guess some people call this taxation, mm -hmm. but it doesn't meet my definition. To me, that sounds a lot more like fraud, embezzlement, and f slavery. I think it's long past due that we all stop participating in this. Did you write that? No, but I definitely get it. It's from the Book of Smoke. <laughs> I'm just saying, they can't arrest all of us at once, and it would stop all the monotony immediately. Finally, mom on Gen Z. Jill, you have little... This is pretty funny. This is just a woman talking about the state of the world and the pressure we put on our kids, especially if you're part of Gen Z, which is like the youngest generation. It's interesting. My kids are Gen Z, which is the last one. <laughs> There's no more letters. It's kind of hard to tell them to try. And I know there's a continent of plastic in the ocean, and Hawaii just burned down, and California and Canada are always burning now. And there's aliens, and AI, and a pandemic, and probably a world war, but do your homework. <laughs> It's the Rick Fines while surfing on the internet, on the internet, on the internet. He may spend too much time on the internet, but he finds something strange and new each day. But I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I'm going to go to bed. The Sunny Update. Are we ready to get crazy? Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Having fun with the world gone crazy. All right, here's a couple of things. I don't remember what order I gave this to you in, so I'm just going to go with what I have in front of me. Shuffle accordingly, Richard. Okay. Here's some things that we would give up to be debt-free. Mm. I mean, having debt is something that I think stresses everybody out, but I think what you have to remember, and whenever I talk to my friends or family members or whatever about stuff like this, it's like, oh, I got to pay this, I got to pay this. I'm like... You're not the only person in the world that has bills to pay or debt. Just remember that. Everybody has it. Everybody's got some kind of debt. Everybody's got some kind of payment they got to make. Everybody's got bills. Except for children. <sighs> Walking around the house like they ain't got nothing to do. Yeah, um, I can't believe sometimes when I used to complain about, I have algebra homework. This is terrible. Yep. Boy, oh boy. I'd love to solve for X right about now. I used to <laughs> I used to say that to Elliot when he was a baby, like a baby baby, and he'd cry. I'd be like, why are you crying? You ain't got no bills to pay. You ain't got no job to go to. Stop crying. I'll change your diaper in a second. Uh, so here's things that we would be willing to give up to be debt free. Number one, your car for a year. I don't know about no, that. No, no, no. 30% of people said they would do it if it meant they could be debt free. That's a lot of debt for a lot of people, though, having the car. Right. Uh, your phone for a year. A year. I kind of need it, though. I'm not a phone uh, uh, crazy person. Mm -hmm. Can I have a pager? It doesn't say specifics here. Uh, your pet for a year. Would you give up your pet? No way. Uh, what about sex? Would you give up sex for a year? Nope. Uh, yeah, no alcohol way. for two years. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I could do that. Sure. No traveling for two years. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Amazon for life. Yep. Social media for life. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. Without a doubt. Done, done it already. I'll do it right now. Uh, no streaming for two years. That's Don't okay. care. So there you go. Uh, Tom Bergeron finally revealing. Remember when he got, we thought he got let go from Dancing with the Stars. It was him and Aaron Andrews. And he is the host of all hosts. He's like the first original 
Ryan Seacrest, if you will. That's yeah, what he no, does. Oh, Is this kid. when they uh, put in Tyra Banks? Well, she's gone now. So they had Tyra Banks in for like a season or two, and everyone's like, boo, she sucks. Well, and she so, was the first one to come in after him, though, yeah? Yeah. So now they have, um, what's his name? Carlton from... The he's the host? Color. It's him and it's oh, Julianne Huff. I ain't watching that. Well, he's been... Alfonso Ribeiro? He was the yeah. host... He was the host with her originally, with Tyra. When Tyra came on, it was like, I think it was her, and then the next season it was him and her, and she was down there, and he was up talking to the people, and now he's down on the stage, and Julianne Huff is talking to the people. I would anyway. say he does have the most dance experience out of between Tyra and Yeah, but he's not Tom. a host. He's not. He does the Carlton real well, but he's not a host. Yeah, he did well. He hosted uh, America's Funniest Videos prior to that. So he maybe, did? Yeah, that's the, probably why they... The best one was the one who died here in Orlando. Um, Bob Saget. Bob Saget was oh, the best yeah. uh, America's Funniest. And then Bergeron was also incredible. Right. So Tom Bergeron still, he says, has a nasty taste in his mouth after leaving Dancing with the Stars. Um, here is why he left. Oh, you stunned me. Hold on. Remember when I said flip accordingly? I know, but I flipped wrong. Here we go. Okay. This is why he left. I said, yeah, guys, this is exactly what we we said we wouldn't do. Don't go there. This is, you know, not the right time. Play to our strengths. Be the show that gives people a break from all this. What, 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 so what, what he's happened? referring to was he left when they casted uh, former White House press secretary Sean Spicer. And he said, why are we getting involved in politics? Because I guess so much was going on in the world. And he said, this is not the right time to do that. We need to just keep this like even keel, super chill. People are watching our show to get away from politics and news. So why are we having people from the news on the show? Because it was mm. funny to have Sean Spicer dance. I didn't mind it. I thought Did it was funny. You know? There was no politics involved. He didn't speak about any political. Right, 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 right. But oh, that, now so, I'm disappointed so in Bergeron. He, he left because of that. He left because of that? Voluntarily. You're, oh God! So he's a big lip. Mm -hmm. Ugh, I'm sorry, Tom. Oh. Yeah, you know, there's there's a cure for that. You can. He said they refused, and they offered. Uh, when they refused, he offered to take a season off, and he said he knew this was probably his last season, so he ultimately decided to leave. We, so we this minute. whole time we thought he was fired. He was so snowflaked out that he had to leave by that. He said, "I'll take a year off. I'll take a season off while you have Sean Spicer, and then I'll come back next season." Oh, and he was like, "I please. knew they were going to go. Well, that doesn't work. You can't be here a season and then not here a season and then come back." So oh, they crying now loud. I'm so sad now because I really liked him, but he's such a. I believe the snowflakes are our future. Protect them well from stuff that'll ruin their day, which incidentally is most everything they find. Oh man, yeah. poor Tom Bergeron. I so didn't know. But see, why did they have to get rid of Aaron Andrews? Did they just get rid of her because he was leaving? Because I, I liked don't know. her. Who knows? All right, uh, here's some work scams that we need to stop normalizing. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Number one, discouraging talking about how much money you make. That's always been a very, oh, we don't talk about it. I can't no, tell you No, it should much be I the other way around. You should be motivated yeah. that somebody next to you doing the same job is making three times as much because he did what needed to Does be done. Does it better than you do, yep. you know? Um, going above and beyond and then we'll reward you with even more work. Well, that's, <laughs> that's always fun. Yeah. Uh, being gainfully employed without being able to even make basic ends meet. That's tough. Yeah, Ask you have a good job. California pays well, and then you go, "Wow, I have I have a good job, and it pays well, but I still can't." But that pay goes my back bills. to what you just said when you started the segment. And spending too much, you're not living within your means. What yeah. did you say? That you said that earlier. Earlier, yeah. 
live below your means. Um, mixing together, oh, sick and vacation paid time off. Look, my time off is my time off. What do you care? Like, can, why do you? Can we take our sick days off as vacation days? I mean, you're not at work, you're not at work. You get paid for both. Who that's cares? What I'm, like, what's the? I I know they want you to prove that you're sick. Then, 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 then. Just, everyone wants to have control over everybody else. It's like if you get this many sick days and you get this many vacation days. Like, what do you? What do you care? I used to work for a guy that if people said they were sick, he would go on this. I don't even have a word prove for it. it. Prove Vindictive it. kind of look through your social media to see if he could catch you not being sick. And then if he caught you, he'd print out the pages and be like, well, it says here on October 12th that you were sick, but I, I printed this page from your social media and it looks like you were at a basketball game. What difference at this point does it make? Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, maybe I got a fever because I'm in Tahiti and it's real hot. <laughs> what how does about it matter? Having to pay for parking just to go to work. There's yeah. a lot of people in New York who have to pay, I had park to pay to go for to parking. Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah. Now that You're I started working your first hour for nothing. Yeah, but I tell you, I got smart because I saw scooters on the sidewalk, so I took my big motorcycle and parked it on the sidewalk, lived happily ever after for a year. There you go. Yep. I used to have to when I worked for a radio station that did like bar gigs and stuff like that, and I'd always have to go downtown. You have to pay to park downtown, mm-hmm. so I had to pay to go to work, which was kind of a pain. Um, being able or unable to leave early once you fulfill your daily or weekly quota. That's like, the biggest, most ridiculous <laughs> thing about work ever. Because I had to do that for years here. I know. We were I love that. He'd make a fresh cup of coffee just to sit there. We had we we had this big corporation, CBS Corporation, owned this this station, and I used to have to. I remember, I'll never forget the manager telling me, "What are you doing?" I go, "I'm done." He goes, "Well, what if somebody needs you?" I go, well, "They can call me." Right. You should be here. You should be available for people. And then from that point on, for like two years, I got off the air at nine, sat at my desk. Just sat there. I played video games. We used to watch the people's court. Well, because you Yeah, remember that? We used to do a dance party on Fridays. Yeah. Yeah, that was good times. Yeah, because with this job, it's interesting because you we work early in the morning, like middle of the night to early in the morning, and then you kind of got to wait a couple of hours for like more stories to come out. So like four o'clock. Right. And then you can continue- doing some more work from four o'clock on like I what time did I call you last night it was almost I don't remember. seven something and you're like okay I gotta finish doing work so it's like and by the time 11 or noon rolls around I've been here for eight hours people right people just have this obsession with you sitting there and and in those two years remember that one time one person came to see me and it wasn't even related to anything I do yeah I just came back to say hi well, Grace, I, do you have any napkins I don't think that people <laughs> in the building like especially with this job yeah. understand um, from a morning show perspective they just think oh you come in the air you're on there at 5 and you leave at 10 and that's all and that must be so easy and all you do is talk and have fun they have no idea what goes into it nope and then if you're on the elevator at 11am leaving they're like oh it must be nice to leave at 11 it's like it must be nice to sleep till 8 how about yeah. I call you when I wake up at 2.45, huh? How about that? How about mosey that? I call you and work. ask you about what? Well, I mosey on in when the sun's already up, get their coffee. I had time to pack my lunch and work out. I wake up 15 minutes, put clothes on here. We all yell at each other for an hour, and then it's immediate work. I don't get a lunch break. <laughs> I had to wait to poop. It's, it's true. It's true. I know. I've had a piece in seven. Um, <laughs> Hurry up. 
And finally, I feel like everybody has a memoir out now. I mean, how old do you have to be to have a memoir? I'd say at least 50. Okay, so Britney Spears came out with one. Jada Pinkett Smith came out with one. And then over here, at the far way over in the corner, is poor John Stamos, who's coming out with a book the same time as these two. And he thinks that we're going to care about what's in his book and what's relevant. What's it, what's it called? Uncle Jesse paints a picture? Well, he tried to have things in it like um, <laughs> no, it when isn't. he got a DUI and when he was date, when married to Rebecca Romaine and how he caught one of his girlfriends sleeping with Tony Danza. And everyone's like, nobody cares because there's these other things that are out. But he's trying so hard for people to care about his the book. The boss? Yeah. Tony Danza? Yes. Tony Danza. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Dementia. But some people are, are, are interested in knowing what it's about. Hold me now available, the tell-all book you've been waiting for. It's John Stamos' memoir. Whoa, cool. Is there anything about how he dated Justin Timberlake? No, that's Britney's memoir. This is John Stamos' memoir. See the world through the eyes of John Stamos in his own words. Does he talk about how he danced with knives on Instagram? Again, this is John Stamos, not Britney Spears. Oh, right. Sorry. Finally, all your questions about John Stamos will be answered. Who? John Stamos. Is that the girl who sang Hit Me Baby one more time? That's Britney Spears. <laughs> ah, right. John Stamos is the lady who's married to Will Smith. Uh, find out who John Stamos is with the memoir of John Stamos available now. I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. <laughs> you know, it's just easier to call you stupid. Now, stupid news on the Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Spokestag. Oh boy, here we go. Fun with drunk people. A Connecticut father reported his child missing. He went to a supermarket in Connecticut, parked outside, left the kid in the car, he thought, and went inside shopping. When he came out, he said, the kid was gone. Call the police. Oh my God. 8.18 p.m. Everybody showed up. The state patrol, the local police, the helicopter, mass search started. Supermarket staff was involved. Canine units showed up. Residents were alerted. They got the Facebook post. They went out there and started looking for the kid. Then they discovered, by talking to Parker, the man involved here, Colby Parker, 30 years old, that uh, he had made two trips to the supermarket. Uh, and uh, Connecticut State Police, on the first visit, he said he, accom- he was accompanied by the child they saw in the video. But the second time around, it was just him. At around 9, 12 p.m., troopers arrived at the child's home, found him there, having fun, playing with himself. I don't mean it that way. Playing with his toys. Oh, okay. Officers asked Parker to participate in standardized field sobriety tests. Found out he was blown away drunk. Oh. So he went to the supermarket twice. Once with the kid, once without. The second time he thought he had the kid with him, left him home. Ooh. Kid safe. He's uh, He's been arrested. <laughs> Child endangerment, blah, blah, blah. You know. Jeez. Oh, man. You really called the cops on yourself, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> called the cops. He's going to cost them, dude. Massive search in one hour, uh-huh. everybody shows up. And then he's like, oh, wait. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I didn't look, see, look here, off, uh, problem. I, the officer. I, officer problem. Okay. All right, we go to Livermore, California for this story. Livermore, California man has learned the hard way that there's, you kind of have to vet out the story you're robbing. He had a hammer and he figured, well, I'm armed. I'll knock over whatever store I see there. I might have some money. So he walked in the store and he threatened everybody in the store with the hammer. Um, the investigation found that the man had entered the store and acted suspicious. He was wearing a mask, a hooded sweatshirt, pulled over his head and gloves. The clerk at the store pulled out a gun and shot him because he threatened everybody with a hammer, started swinging it. 
The only problem with this whole thing is for the robber is that it was a gun store. Yeah, everybody in the store had a gun. Buddy, you're uh, (laughs) you're outnumbered, outgunned. Seems like a bad call. So a man in Warsaw, Poland, was arrested October 22nd after arriving at a residence and attacking a man inside with a sickle. A sickle? Yowza. A sickle. Like, you, you know. What you get? I was going to say, do you go to the sickle store? I don't know. Do you have a sickle smoke? Uh, no. He's been charged with I mean, first, I, first degree assault resulting in a serious injury and armed criminal action with a sickle. I mean, I used to have one when I had that wheat field behind my house and just yeah. go back there and harvest the, the wheat, but not anymore. No. Sold it at a garage sale. Mm. Osceola County for our next stupid story. According to Osceola County Sheriff's Office, two parents got on a school bus at the stop Parkland Circle on 192. They started punching each other over... Well, they started punching each other and pulling each other's clothing. The report says the fight happened because two elementary school students were arguing over a toy. <sighs> for real? Yep. So the parents got involved and started arguing over the toy? The parents of the two students took it upon themselves to insert themselves in a harmless dispute between two kids over a toy, turning the innocent dispute into a violent physical altercation. I mean, how many times have you wanted to punch somebody over your kid, though? That's, yeah, a, dumb re- that's a dumb reason. Then you but. act like a child? Everybody. Okay. Have, you, have you seen parents lately? They all act like children when they don't get their way. They're a bunch of crying baby brats. The officers state that the fight was so big that the kids and staff members had to run out of the bus, or if they were on the other side of the fight, they had to run to the back of the bus. Deputies <laughs> say they found cause to charge both parents with disturbing a school function and a fray, which means fighting in public and scarring those nearby. I didn't know a fray was a word. Uh, what? <laughs> I'm afraid of my power bill mm. from August. Honestly, the kids are probably like, Mom, I don't even care that so much. Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, Dwayne Johnson announced on Instagram that he is reaching out to the Musée Gravon in Paris. I hope I said that right to you Parisians living here. Dwayne the Rock Johnson? Yep. Uh, They unveiled the botched wax figure of himself. The Rock wax figure. He reacted in horror, said, uh, it's it's just not me. That's that's terrible. Oh, that doesn't look like him. There's been a couple of them lately, I guess, when it's like then, a strange pale bald. Well, thing. he says it looks like Mr. Clean. <laughs> it does. Yeah. <laughs> the way they have his arms folded, and he's wearing that blue shirt. <laughs> now I don't know who this guy is. Uh, James Andre Jefferson Jr. Um, he's just an internet guy, I think. Oh, he's a comedian. Yeah, he had this to say about the Rock Johnson's wax figure. It's a wax figure of the Rock. You know, black ass Samoan the Rock. That's how Paris think he look. They they turned the Rock into a pebble. They don't turn the Rock into a, a bino Rock or something like that. It look like the Rock ain't never seen the sun today. It's like from the damn picture. Whoever the artist behind this don't need to do no type of art. In I, I don't want you on Sims building a character. No arts and crafts. If you got a little two-year-old that got to make a project, let, let them do that at home. They're they going to do better with, without you. Cause look, cause look, look how you think The Rock look. You make The Rock look like he David Beckham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he keeps going. It's hilarious. But I guess The Rock like saw his video was like, hang on a sec. And then left a comment saying, yeah, I'll get in touch. Yeah, so he got in touch with the museum. I guess they're going to work on it. And uh, they've even hired somebody to apologize for him. Hello. I am Wax Museums. I'd like to sincerely apologize for making 
Dwayne The Rock Johnson looked more like Mr. Clean at a golf outing. <laughs> I regret using the same wig on both the Donald Trump and Ed Sheeran dummies. I'm sorry for having three different Justin Bieber statues and that two of them are shirtless and that the Marilyn Monroe wax figure needs a good cleaning and that you'll get kicked out if you bend over and peek under her skirt. But mostly, I'm sorry that your worship of celebrities made you fork over $49.99 to see bad art made out of the same stuff that collects inside your eardrum. <laughs> Apologetically yours. Wax Museums. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. That's a filthy habit. Stream it now. 1059sunnyfm.com.